Hello, one and all. Welcome to episode 33 of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer that once we finish recording, the Adeptus Mechanicus remove any scrap code from us. <laughs> I'm, I'm your host, Matt, and joining me as always, a guy who lives by the motto, why have one night when you can have three? It's Cameron. How you doing, mate? I don't have three nights yet. <laughs> keyword. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Keyword. Yeah, that's my faction keyword. Uh. <laughs> nice. Oh god, the, the temptation grips my heart like a vice, but I will resist for now. <laughs> it's real, mate. It's real. I, I'm oh. suffering from that. Uh, the pull of chaos. Those chaos nights mm. are looking tasty, and especially after reading the codex. Oh yeah, Oop, yeah. already given a spoiler. What we're covering today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, episode thirty-three. The you know thirty-third episode that we've done. Somehow, I don't understand mm. how we've got this far, but <laughs> <laughs> but we have. <laughs> so what we're going to be covering, um, as always, we'll get stuck into what we've been working on recently in the hobby section, and we've got a lot of news to talk about, as mm. always. And then for the main law topic, as I hinted a second ago, we are going to talk about the recent Chaos Knights Codex and all the lovely dark delights that are inside that book. <laughs> and then at the end, we are going to have an AOS discussion topic where we're going to talk about the cities in the upcoming Cities of Sigma and our theories and what we think is going to go down, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, before all that, a few little admin updates and such like. So uh, what have we got? So if you obviously enjoy what we do, uh, please, like a few people have done even more recently, go on iTunes and give us a five-star review. Always greatly appreciated. Some lovely, almost tear-jerking comments on that. I'm not going to get emotional. <laughs> uh, so it's always lovely to hear. So thank you very much for any reviews that we get. Um, if you want to support us, like again, a few people have done recently, uh, you can go on to our coffee page. Link will be down in the description. Uh, regarding social media, uh, one sort of little update. Um, for anyone that sort of follows us on Facebook, um, but to be honest, we don't really <laughs> update it that much, to be honest. It's, we're more Twitter guys. So mm. as as of today, when we record, so today's the 3rd of August, um, I'm going to put a, a basically a note on our Facebook, basically saying that going forward, we're sort of retiring our Facebook page and sort of primarily, you know, focusing all our social media on our Twitter page, which is mm. at Realm and Ruin. So, um, I mean... Yeah, it's just the way it is. We're just just getting it on <laughs> two platforms is just not working really. So we'll just we'll just stick to Twitter. Retire Facebook. It's not going to be deleted. It's just like I said, just going to be you know retired. Mm. That's probably the best way yeah. of putting it. So, uh, but you can always contact us also on our website, which is realmruin dot com. There's a contact page on there. So if you ever want to. Give any feedback, any suggestions, lovely comments, anything like that, then feel <laughs> free to do so. Um, Right, one other update, um, as we I think we hinted last episode, is mm. we are going to do a competition. As we've hit, well, a little while ago, we've hit 40,000 downloads. Quite appropriate, you know, one <laughs> <won> 40K. <laughs> so, it, so we're offering a 40K prize. So for this competition, um, what we're going to do is later today, again on the 3rd of August, we're going to on our Twitter and and such like, we're going to basically put out uh, the question. It's a very simple question. What do you 
love most about Warhammer. Simple as that. Um, you know, basically, you know, put your answer on one of these platforms. So basically, you can, again, go to our Twitter, at Realm and Ruin. Um, you can go to our Discord, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, or you can simply go to our contact page on uh, on our website and send us there. And basically, we're going to pick two winners at random okay because basically there's two prizes they're the same prize but different (laughs) so basically we have obtained two of the funko intercessor that were sold recently the unpainted ones so basically myself and cameron are going to paint our own version of Mm. the intercessor in in a realm and ruin way obviously Mm. and basically (laughs) you know the two Winners will get one of them will get my one, one of them will get Cameron's version. Yeah. Uh, everyone's hoping for Cameron's version. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I haven't done oh, no. much painting for a good while. So, but yeah. you know, we just thought it'd be a fun thing to do. So, uh, mm. like I said, that will go up um, as of today, the third. We're going to basically give it two weeks. Obviously, the podcast won't be out today, uh, probably be out later next week because today's Saturday. So, you'll still, if you're hearing this for the first time, you'll still have hopefully about a week or so to you know put your entry in etc so yeah just that'll be it for the competition um and like i said regarding discord it's always free to come and join us the link will be down in the description as always and and if you join our lovely community there you can ask us a question and this is this episode's question this is from one of our pillars of the community drew how you doing mate and the question for the podcast uh, because my others weren't suitable, <laughs> I try to think. <laughs> if you could change one bit of law in 40k or AOS, what would it be and why? This could be an event like Sanguinius, Sanguinius becomes the Warmaster, or a fact, i.e. Stormcast Eternals were created by the Order Pantheon and were multiracial and religiously, um, mm. uh, rather than being purely Sigmar's weapon, for example. So, uh, yeah, this is a tasty Ooh. question. <laughs> so, uh, Cameron, got any thoughts on that? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to put this out here. I'm going to do a Knights-related one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say my change would be that the, um. so as it sits, with Knights, the throne mechanicum, the chair that you sit in is like filled with imprints of the consciousness of all your ancestors telling you how to pilot the thing properly and to be a good boy and not betray the emperor, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say instead of that, change, change the facts, uh, over generations of pilots, it becomes a true abominable intelligence, but because it's totally not, it's totally just the imprints. Uh, it's to- it's still allowed. Uh, just changing the flavor there and being like, no, actually, knights do have AI. They can walk around on their own. <laughs> they just they just trick people into thinking they can't. I think would be funny, uh, and also really interesting in terms of like knights falling to chaos and stuff. Basically, yeah. I want the Iron Giant, but forty k. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. All laughs> that's a good solid idea, actually. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, anything AOS you think of? Um. I mean, uh, dipping into new slightly, but make that a new Blood Bowl team canonical. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that later. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, good shout. Um, I'm trying to think now. 
Um, I should have actually, even though I already had this question in mind, I should have actually thought of an answer rather <laughs> <laughs> than putting myself on the spot. Um, I'm only, I can only put you on the spot at the moment. Mm, <laughs> this, mm. um, trying to think. I mean, actually, seeing how you mentioned Sanguinius and the War Master, I, I must admit there'd be a few things I'd probably change about the Horus Heresy. Um, I, mm. I don't know. I suppose Horus as the War Master has never really clicked with me, to be honest. Um, okay. I would probably pick someone else. Not necessarily Sanguinius. Um, I would probably potentially pick uh, Lionel Johnson. I know we've mm. covered that many episodes ago, and obviously <laughs> we had a discussion about that. But I don't know. I, I suppose I get why it was Horus, because obviously he was the War Master. But I, I, I know I'm going to really probably offend a few people this, but I don't find Horus as a character that interesting compared to some of the other uh, Primarchs in general. I think there's better mm. Primarchs that could have been the War Master and still fall to chaos. So I don't, I'm not saying change that. I'm just thinking that he, he I don't know, you know, could it have been our boy Fulgrim? Oh, I don't know. Could have been a, <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved oh. that in some sort of way. So oh, I don't that'd know. Be yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, that's mm. a good one. Just changing up yeah. to someone else is always. Yeah. Good. Just someone that's a bit more, got a bit more to them. Again, there's probably like, what? Mm. Horace is amazing. But I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's not. I just, I, I suppose I personally haven't clicked with him as a character and mm. any of the things that I've ever read about him. But I, I don't know. It's almost like he's a bit too obvious to be what he did. I don't know. That's just my thoughts anyway. Yeah, fair. Purely opinion. <laughs> um, I think AOS-wise, um, I would probably have done a bit more with Archaon, because um, he's mm. sort of in a bit of limbo at the moment. Obviously, you know, he brought the end times, and then it always feels like he's not done much <laughs> in the uh, the mortal realms, really. Um, potentially make him a god, um, yeah. or at least a, a demigod of some sort. I know you could argue he sort of is, but he's, you know, obviously he's got similarities to Abaddon in the 40k universe, i.e. he's you know, got all the marks and, but not sort of committed to one particular chaos god. Um, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I just think that there's something needs more doing with him. I think maybe, maybe add him to the pantheon as opposed to the horn rat. Maybe um, because again, the horn rat. I don't know. He just sort of again. It just feels like he's not doing as much really since he's joined <laughs> the pantheon. You know, I, yeah, again, maybe they've yeah. got things in mind regarding the Skaven. Because if you think, you've had the, the big four for ages. You've you, you had the Horn Rat to them, and he's not really uh, had much, you know, say with what's been going on. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. Again, not no offense, not offending any Skaven <laughs> fans out there, because I do like the Horn Rat. I think he's a fantastic character and, and god now. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I mean, mm. we could be here all day with <laughs> these things. But yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's the ones I would definitely put forward but no right. drew thank you very much for your tasty question there right mm-hmm. so i think that's it for all the the usual sort of admin stuff so now talking of stuff that's tasty what have you been working on recently mate uh so i continue to work on my night desecrator for chaos nights because this is a disease that has gripped me now um <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a difficult life uh <laughs> We are, I, I would say we are like 90% through the actual physical modeling part of the project. So we're, we're nearly there. I'm basically at the point where I could spray everything except a few pieces of it and get to work on them and mm-hmm. it'd be good to go. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't quite done that yet. Um, but I'm getting there. I, I've, I've started doing the final green stuff detailing. I need to work out exactly what I'm doing with the pilot popping out of the top hatch. Like, do I want there to be a top hatch at all? How do I want him integrated into the back? So I've done things like I've used the um 
the the trunk from the uh from the plague drones like the the weird trunk faces they have and glued one to the back of his neck so it's like a tube leading down into the whole hull of the night and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um a lot of green stuff work to do there but apart from that it's more or less done in terms of green stuff uh and i took all the armor plates except for the plate on the the the, the actual top central hull uh and i sprayed those and i painted those uh i'm still doing the trim on a lot of them but for most of them i've got the colors blocked in i've got the trim blocked in on everything except the actual shoulder pads uh and i've done all the transfers uh nice. because because uh, now that I know how to do them, they're fun and fulfilling to do. <laughs> remember, remember, everyone, by so being shown how to do transfers leads to buying knights. We found yeah. this out last episode. Yeah, yeah we found this out last episode. Because <laughs> um, you need you need a model big enough to display all the hundreds of transfers you want to put on it. <laughs> I like your thinking. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm pretty happy with how it's going. Uh, I also did some fine detail painting on the eye. Uh, so something I found out with my last night is that contrast paints can actually be really, really good for fine detail, like line work, because mm-hmm. they have yeah, such yeah. high, such high pigment concentration that even if there's a very small amount of paint on the brush, uh, and you're still controlling it very well, it leaves a very solid mark. Uh, so with the Chaos Knights, they obviously, the new Chaos Knight kit has one sort of like half of the robot head is growing a skull. It's got an actual eye in there. And on the other side, it has the big robot eye. So in the robot eye, I've actually done a little targeting array in, uh, Flesh Terror's Red. So it's got like the little circle with the cross mark over it. Uh, a very small detail. I still have no idea how I do these things. Um, uh, but it's fun, and no one's going to ever look at it too closely, uh, because it'll be behind a mask. So, yeah, more fool me, I guess, but <laughs> I think it looks nice. Um, and at the moment, I'm actually deliberating on what colors to paint the trophy masks that my knight has. Because oh, okay. um, he has all the Imperial Knight masks on his back. Uh, and no one's given me any suggestions yet. So if anyone wants to write in, either write into us on Twitter or on the Discord or through the, through the website, uh, and tell me which loyalist houses should I hoist upon my glorious trophy rack, <laughs> uh, as a mockery to them. Uh, <laughs> well, there's plenty to choose from. So yeah. Think, yeah. Uh, that's a few suggestions come your way, hopefully. Mm, yeah. I have a feeling at least one is going to be Hawk Shroud just because that nice bright yellow will be a good mm, contrast. But apart from that, yeah. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got no clue. Uh, but it's coming together pretty nicely. Uh, it's come together more or less the same way the previous one did, just a real, real shit ton faster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's like, it's, it's been what a month at this point And yeah, it's, apart from actually painting it's like the the hull is going to be the bit that takes a long time to paint the actual body all the all the metal structure underneath will probably be two hours total including mm-hmm. like weathering and all that because it's just you spray it you get the metal on it and then you just start covering it with washes and texture paints and stuff and then it's done that's super yeah. easy to do yeah it, it's just like painting the panels painting the trophies all that kind of stuff that will actually take time uh so we'll see how that goes and then i've got to do a base uh, more properly than it currently is, but yeah, we get that. <laughs> it, it is weirdly close to completion. I know I said this last week. It still feels weird. La- last fortnight, it, it still feels weird to me that um, that this comes together this quickly now. I guess you know once you get the hang of it. 
You're, well, you're yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. It's because you're getting in the groove, really, aren't you? I think both sort of mm. physically and mentally, it's, it makes such a difference when you're actually really enjoying what you do. Not that you, you don't enjoy what you've previously mm. done, but yeah. I think once you, you click with a project or it's just you find it either very exciting or just you, you get the way mm. things work, mm. you know, it makes such a difference. It's like, it's like for example, I mean, I'm sorry, I know I'm imposing on your time, but... <laughs> Basically, like, you know, I, I, you know, had it got into my groove building my blades of corn and, you know, there was a few frustrations, which I'll cover mm. in a bit, but that's then led to me switching to the death watch and, and I've just, you know, the, the bits that I've done, which I've had to drop because of other reasons, <laughs> um, because <laughs> of what's coming up, mm. I've just really enjoyed it. It's just been really great to sort of, you know, when you just think, you know what, I've, you know, I've, I've built Marines in recent times and, and mucked around with them a bit and it just not really enjoyed it with i think with mm. death watch just you know having an idea i think that's the key thing is having an idea and i think i don't know you're probably the same as me i think one of the biggest things that really makes a difference is what is how you make them your own and i don't mean just from a painting mm. i meant from a kit bashing and conversion point of view i think when like you know it's something you do very often and obviously you've done it with your very first night you know in a very <laughs> extreme way and yeah. obviously that you can sort of enjoy the the fruits of your labor and sort of see what you've done as opposed to just building it as per the instructions and mm. i think that's the thing the difference is i you know with the blazer corn i enjoyed it but i've just built them literally as they were apart from mm. one slaughter priest with a head swap and then with the death watch it's totally different everything i've built pretty much so far has been a proper kit bash with a slight yeah. bit of converting going on and, yeah. and it's just like yes this is what i really enjoy <laughs> so i think that's probably where a lot of it's coming from you know it's that mm. sort of personal mm. i'm not just laboriously building something as per the box art you know i'm yeah, building my own yeah. knight and he's going to look exactly and cool <laughs> as i want him to <laughs> yeah no, which comes with its own problems because i'm like nearly done with this one and my brain goes oh we're nearly done we should start another one i'm like no we have to finish <laughs> we have to finish first <laughs> and my brain goes but we could get a serastus knight it would be even taller it would be <laughs> armed with delicious weaponry like a flame cannon <laughs> that can be buffed to infinite power through demonic surge um <laughs> no but uh, i got i got those mind worms eating away at my self-control part of my brain <laughs> nice. um <laughs> it's a bit difficult uh but mostly through it uh in addition i have i've done a terrible and gruesome thing uh so keen-eared listeners would have met, would have noticed about 10, 12 minutes ago at this point, Matthew said we'd be doing Primaris Intercensor Funko Pops uh, for mm. two lucky winners. Um, I was very annoyed with the fact that um, it would be very difficult to paint, like, sort of part of the chest and the tops of the shoulder pads and something, and so a couple of days ago I did a horrible crime against the Emperor and I decapitated a Funko Pop. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. How easy uh, is that? It took a bit of work. I think if I had had a sharper pair of scissors, it would have been very quick. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I've also seen it's not necessary to decapitate the Funko Pop, which I saw after <laughs> decapitating the Funko Pop. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently you can just use a hairdryer or heat gun, and if you heat it up enough, the bottom of the head warps enough that you can pop the head off, leading the, leaving the rod connecting them intact, and then later ah. on you can reheat it and pop it back on. So okay. that might, that might be worth a try if you want to do that. Or mm. you could be smart and spray it black instead of me who sprayed it grey 
Um, <laughs> which is the other reason I, I was going to spray it gray. So I had to pop off the head because otherwise all the recesses would be really visibly not black. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to be doing anyway. I'm going to be painting it black because yeah, that's yeah. our pri- one of our primary colors in yeah, uh, Realm yeah. and Ruin. So <laughs> I'm see, already there. see, I'm doing that as well. But I have the brain worm that makes me base things in grey and white because I like bright colours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could just get my Chaos Black from Mum and Dad's place. I'm like, but A, I want to prime it now. B, I want that blue helmet to be so bright. I want it to be so beautiful. So I've got to prime everything grey. I'm like, ah. And, <laughs> and so I, I've torn his head off. He, it's fine. I'll clean him up a little. And then when he's ready to be put together, I will pin his head back on so whoever gets my one you'll never notice 100% guarantee <laughs> that your intercessor's head will not randomly fall off on from the shelf um but i've done the bare minimum i started base coating the armor black and that's basically all i've done so far mm. uh, okay i got i got distracted by the night um yeah understandably yeah that's fair uh in terms of reading i finished drakenfels by king kim newman it was mm. a delightful book it was really oh, good. really good uh, I believe it's actually a fairly old book, if I remember correctly. It's been yeah. released. I think um, it's like 20, 30 years old. It's it's yeah. really old in comparison. It's, like, it's from like the beginning of Black Library, which is mm. crazy because it's super good and feels like very in vogue. Like, I know it's been redone up for Warhammer Horror specifically, but there's a reason because it is horrific uh and <laughs> and like actually has a decent amount of tension and like it's not just all in the gore although there's a lot of awful gore uh, in that book there are some of the some of the hardest nastiest stuff i've read in a while in there um but it's genuinely fantastic the characters are all great uh and it also does that thing i really like in horror fiction where at right at the end of the book it goes so and so went on to do this and that for like oh, every, every notable character, like what they did with the rest of their life, <laughs> effectively. <laughs> like, you know, they went on and never thought about the awful, terrible things that happened in that haunted castle. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I can highly, highly recommend it. It's a great read. Uh, I'm going to have to pick up the other related books for Genevieve the Vampire fairly soon because, yeah, it was really good. Um, what else? Uh, on to purchasing. I went mm-hmm. into store today. I picked up the Warcry Core rulebook uh, and the Daughters of Cain Warcry cards because oh. I figured I've got Chaos Corrupted Daughters of Cain. What yes. better to represent Daughters of Cain out in the middle of like Archaeon's territory? You know? Mm, so Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and it also looks like they're really good in the game because those Medusa ladies are, ooh, scary. Um, <laughs> like, legitimately terrifying. Uh, so. Eventually, I'll get in some games with those. I've been flicking through the core rulebook over the last couple of hours, and there's a ton of really fun stuff. Really looking forward to talking about that next episode, mm-hmm. not this episode. Yes, yes that's um, right. But also related to Warcry, I did the third pillar of the hobby that we barely ever talk about, uh, which is I went and played a game of Warcry this morning. No! No, Carl! Uh, uh, what are you doing socializing? Oh, it's awful. Um... It was incredibly fun, uh, believe Good. it or not. Yeah. Um, so I played the Untamed Beasts going up against the Iron Golems because we were just using the store's copy of the starter set. Uh, and yeah, it, it was ridiculously cool. Um, so our mission was called The Purge, where we designated an attacker and a defender. And basically, the, the, the board is split up into quarters. 
at the beginning of the game, the attacker notes down one of the quarters. And if by the end of the third turn, the defender has a model fully within that quarter that they don't know which one it is, the defender wins the game. Otherwise, the attacker wins the game. So it's like the attacker's job to purge your way from a certain area of the board effectively. Mm -hmm. It's your job to run and hide in all the corners, uh, which was a lot of fun. (laughs) That Um, sounds cool. Yeah. uh, In in particular, on my side was there was a twist called Blizzard, which is if a model activated but didn't move, on a one it would take damage as it started to get cold and like freeze over effectively. Uh, So everyone had to keep moving effectively because you didn't want to Mm -hmm. take unnecessary damage. Uh, Yeah, it, it, it is... Really interesting. I'm sure we'll get more into this next episode, but the idea of just rolling to do damage immediately mm. is interesting because you've essentially cut down the number of rolls in the game by like two thirds or three quarters yeah. because you don't roll to move, obviously. So you're just rolling to see if you do damage. You don't need to hit. You don't need, you are just testing toughness against that. You, there's no armor saves. There's no damage variability rolls or anything like that. It's just. You roll, oh, you got a five and six, good, you did this much damage. Um, <laughs> it, it is counterpointed by everyone having a ton of health, like the yep. basic is, the most basic of books had eight hit points, which was great. Um, but effectively, it leads to some very cool moments uh, when you can get combos going correctly. Uh, for example, the Untamed Beasts have a guy with a harpoon. Uh, you can spend some dice as a power to make an attack with a harpoon and reel whoever you attack in a number of inches. Uh, so I had it where the guy harpooned one of the iron golems, reeled him in five inches because he was standing, uh, my guy with the harpoon was standing on top of a wall with a lion <laughs> that's also on the Untamed Beast team. And then on its next activation, the lion ran and jumped, landed next to the guy, um, and then it scored three critical hits and did 15 damage. <laughs> oh, no. Three took sixes. It, <laughs> yeah. Took, took him out instantly, uh, which was terrifying. Um, and it, it was really good. It was a really short, punchy game uh, in particular because mm-hmm. that battle plan guarantees that the game ends at the end of the third turn because like either you've won or you haven't, depending yep. on where you guys are. Um but it was, it was really interesting. It was like, it was basically, he was trying to block me off in all these little choke points and I was doing my best to like clamber up terrain and jump across gaps and stuff like that. Awful, awful amounts of fun. Um, and it ended up, ended up with me winning by dint of, hey. ha- Essen- essentially, I had all my heavy hitters trying to kill off his guys and distract everyone, but then I had the three little guys for the Untamed Beasts. And their entire job was to, like, run past combat and go, woo, woo, go to this corner of the board, go to that corner of the board, and just, <laughs> you know, dodge around behind something. Like, I, I literally had a guy behind a wall, and he was there the entire game, but every turn he would activate and he would run in a circle to keep himself warm. <laughs> because <laughs> he didn't want to freeze to death in the blizzard, because he's an untamed beast, he's not wearing anything, honestly. Of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was really fun. It was interestingly, like, cinematic, like... Like, there, there are rules for, you could just climb down this terrain piece, or you can go your move past the top of it, and then you've jumped that far. Uh, but if you go down more than three inches, you, you can suffer falling damage, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, it, it is overall a lot more simple, but because of that, there's a lot more interesting things that can be done. And, uh, having looked at what make up various warbands, I think I technically, if I get the cards, I can do like a Nighthaunt band, a gloom spike gets banned i can do a daughter's of cane band i can do a storm cast <laughs> band uh if yep. i dig some stuff out of my cupboard i'm like yeah okay cool um <laughs> and and in terms of like 
getting in price points. If you have the models for one of the non-Chaos factions, it's like 10 bucks, uh, 13 bucks over here for the faction card pack, and that's all you mm-hmm. need to play the game. It's really, yeah. really good. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would recommend if you've got any of those factions that are available, uh, just get in and give it a go at the very least, because it's really, mm. really good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's me. Well, luckily, I'll be I'll be playing it before we record next time because mm. I'll be playing uh, Warhammer World. So yeah, yeah, we can actually have a proper <laughs> good Warcry <laughs> episode Excellent. next next time. Excellent. So no, it sounds really good. When you did the harpoon thing, please yes. say you did the get over here thing. <laughs> oh, I I totally forgot to. Ah. Uh, oh. I'm going to be doing that. Yeah. Like, well, actually, I'm not because I, I don't actually have the Untamed Beast, but hey, I'll say yeah. it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be looking at me. Why are you doing it? You're playing Stormcast. Look. <laughs> every, every, every time I roll a dice, get over here. It's like, it's no, fine. it doesn't work every, that way. Every warband has something interesting it can do. But like, mm. honestly, yeah, that, that harpoon pool is like so just cool from like a cinematic standpoint. I want that in every faction somehow. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, that sounds very cool indeed. Right, mm. okay. Right, what have I been up to? Um, Hobby-wise, um, as I mentioned, I'm going to Warhammer World in two weeks today. I mm-hmm. have booked a table there. I think I mentioned this last episode, but yeah, booked a table. Mm. Uh, to the a- One of the AOS tables, the River of Souls table, which sounds and looks very cool when mm. I Googled some of the photographs <laughs> of it. So yeah, myself and my mate Martin are going to, travel up there we're meeting some of the guys from our discord so we've definitely got mm-hmm. alex on board who i met at warhammer fest and a few of the other guys were interested as well so we'll see nearer the time who actually is interested mm-hmm. in going so that sounds very cool so obviously because we've got an aos table i need to get my blades of corn <laughs> up and running basically <laughs> so my plan this last week was to uh, basically go back to them and i suppose get them you know be happy with them before i start priming and painting them i you know mm. fill in, in gaps you know any mold lines that i've missed you know the usual so because obviously yeah. i built them a you know a fair little while ago so i started doing that and i must admit anyone, anyone on our <laughs> discord and twitter would realize that i got very frustrated with the blood letters mm. um i i must admit blood letters are very frustrating models out there i they they have got mm far too many mold lines that you could care to think of i know they're older models by the way i know that that's that's, that's <laughs> one of the main reasons but they're frustrating model, um, models to build because like i said they've got loads of mold lines to the point where i was finding mold lines that i hadn't even seen before you know when you're thinking hang on I, yeah. I literally have cleared that area and somehow there's still a mold <laughs> line that somehow appeared it's like almost like they grew back it's like mm. some weird horror film <laughs> where <laughs> it's just Got all it. about mold lines uh, oh, that sounds <laughs> that sounds scary um, where you're just armed with a huge mold line remover, <laughs> like two-handed mold line remover. oh no <laughs> <laughs> someone do it please do a b-movie of it and I I was just getting frustrated, and but also I was I was using some of that Vallejo plastic putty to fill in fill in a lot of the gaps because again anyone that's built blood letters will know there's some very frustrating gaps, uh, particularly around the hip and pelvis area <laughs> when you're mm. basically putting the uh, the body to the legs. They seem there's despite it being glued together, there's you find these little gaps that look a bit frustrating. So I was using the putty to you know fill in these gaps and. Mm. It, yeah, I mean, no, it, the putty was great. I, I would thoroughly recommend it. It's another alternative to 
green stuff or liquid green stuff. But I just got to the point where I was looking at these blood letters and I thought, no, I'm not happy with these at all. I, you know, they've just, I've not enjoyed building them. I've enjoyed everything else I've built with the Blaze of Corn, all my blood warriors, my slaughter priests, my lovely chaos lord mm. on a manticore, Karanak, etc. So I thought, you know what? I'm not feeling these guys anymore. I don't really care about them. So when I say I've binned them, I've just put them aside and mm. they're so basically i'm doing it's almost like it like in sport or in like football and stuff where you know you'd, you bring on a substitute so i'm, I'm subbing them out <laughs> and i'm bringing in um some some normal chaos warriors because i bought a box of chaos warriors uh from alchemist a while ago and you know they're, still, they're old school you know it's the ones from i don't know sixth seventh edition i think mm. warhammer fantasy and i still think they're quite they still look good despite um i mean despite the how old they are and they're still quite yeah. big so yeah um i yeah I've, I've basically i'm swapping them in and bringing in basically a unit of five so that i'll be i think that'll take me to 980 points from a thousand because obviously i've lost 20 points because of the mm. um the swapping over but don't really care to be honest and so yeah so we're going to be playing uh at least a thousand points of aos when we're there so martin's painting up his uh green spike gits at the moment so he's he's doing really well with those so my plan is i'm going to start on them uh this weekend i've so much so that i've already booked monday off from work so i can paint <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that's how that's how seriously i'm taking this um i i had some time to use up so i thought i'd use it and what a better mm. way to to spend it than on a bit of warhammer for the day so yeah so that's so i'm i'm done much it's more tidying but i'm gonna hit it hard over the next couple mm. of days yeah so that's the plan anyway Excellent. yeah um what, right, buying. Actually, I'll, I'll switch to reading. Um, reading wise, <laughs> I've um, yeah, I've listened to a couple of books. Um, I've not read or listened to as much as usual. Just I think mm. it's just just the way it's been over the last couple of weeks. But I've listened to the Hollow Mountain by Chris Wright. Mm-hmm. That is the the uh, sequel to the Carrion Throne. Um, which, if you've not read or listened to that, I severely recommend it. Any And it's part of the Vaults of Terror series, which includes also the mm. Watchers of the Throne. It's, I mean, it's all based around, obviously, things like Custodes and yeah. and such like Inquisition and things like that. So uh, this is the one that's based around an Inquisitor and his band. So, you know, you get vibes of Eisenhorn and Ravenna, etc., but still in a very different way. You've got a, mm. um, oh, what are they called? Uh, an interrogator, as is sort of uh, this female mm-hmm. interrogator who wields a you know wields a chaplain corrosius um Ooh, around okay. and uh <laughs> which you know is just amazing um so yeah it's i, I severely recommend it i won't say much because it's only <laughs> just come out so it'd be spoilers etc mm. so yeah if you yeah. If, i would severely say if you enjoyed the carrion throne it's more of the same but in a good way so and you can tell the way it was finished there's definitely going to be a third one just the Excellent. way it goes and so, yeah, for, thoroughly recommend it. Uh, the other book I listened to, which I sort of did on a bit of a whim, is I listened to Angron, Slave of New Syria, which is mm-hmm. the Horus Heresy Primarch book based on Angron. Um, I think I did it, or the reason I chose to, to listen to it is because Angron's one of those Primarchs that I, without being derogatory to him, I forget about him. There's a couple of Primarchs that mm. don't always spring to mind when you think of Primarchs, uh, unless obviously they come up in conversation. And, and, I feel a bit bad about that because Angron to me is actually a very, very good and very deep Primarch. Um, and mm. I don't think he often gets the attention that some of the others naturally do over him. So, yeah. and this book personifies it. I loved this book. 
I I I re- if I'm going to recommend anything in recent times, really get on reading and listening to the, or listening to this book. Mm. It's great. It shows okay. you all of, all about you know the the world eaters uh, sort of converting from the warhounds, obviously what they used to be called. You've got this um, great dynamic of how they're trying to deal with Angron as their new Primark. So I'm, I'm going slightly into spoilers, but it's mm. Horus Heresy. So, you know, this is technically history. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's based around the fact that he's obviously become the Primark and he doesn't want to be. He actually hates his own legion. And like, yeah. they're like, it's almost like, it's almost one of these, daddy, why don't you love me situations? <laughs> and like, no, go away. Go and, you know, go in, in the shed and lock yourself away. You know, he's like, you know, go kill yourself. I don't care. You know, it's, <laughs> it's that sort of situation. And you've got, mm. um, Khan, as in Khan the Betrayer, yeah, um, yeah. obviously original Khan, you know, before he went to chaos. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he's obviously part of it as well. It's all, a lot of it's based around the, the nails, the butcher's nails, how they get implanted into the world eaters. So if any of that is something of interest, mm. go and check it out. It's awesome. I, honestly, I, I think it's one of those, if you're into the her- heresy or into 40 K read it. I think it's one of those that I would definitely you know, it definitely surprised me how good it was because I found the Primark books, as in the Horus Heresy mm. Primark books, I found them a bit hit and miss, to be honest. Like, I found Fulgrim very good. I mm. found Magnus's not so good. Not bad, but just, it was okay. Um, and yeah. I know, like, I've not got round to it, but I think uh, Gilliman's one is always a bit of a meh mm. sort of one from what people say. Again, I've not read it myself. But this one, damn good. Really, really good. So, awesome. recommend it. Yeah. Um, so lastly, buying wise, um, continue on from books. I bought a load of books that mm-hmm. I think we may be covering at some point. Um, so, uh, just going to throw some books out there. Blackstone Fortress, Master of Mankind, Sigvald. Um, anyway, <laughs> say no more. Uh, um, so regarding, uh, models, um, and talking about Warcry, uh, my mm-hmm. Warcry stuff arrived yesterday. Admittedly, I eBayed most, most of it, to be fair. Cause I, I, I think I said on our Discord and Twitter that I, 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 I've had real, um, buying paralysis in the last mm. couple of weeks. You know, when you're sort of thinking, right, Right, Warcry's coming out. How much of it do I want to buy? Uh, how much budget have I got? Oh, no, I'm going to Warhammer World in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh, it's like that, you know, where you sort of, uh, where you just don't know what to buy, where you know you want to buy stuff, yeah. and you think, right, what's the biggest priority here? Oh, but I should buy that, but this looks really cool. So, I, you know, it was that sort of thing <laughs> I've been dealing with over the last couple of weeks. So, um, so regarding Warcry, I bought the book the tokens mm. and the cards and the dice so basically all the stuff that's not the models <laughs> as such so mm. i bought that uh, got a fantastic deal for, on that mm. um it arrived yesterday um which is sort of a bit wrong because obviously these are you know people are <laughs> basically mm. selling them early but so be it um so i've started looking at the book as of last night but i only got so far into it um so regarding a war band because like i said when we go to Warhammer World in a couple of weeks. I'm going, as well as playing AOS, um, we're going to be playing uh, Warcry. We're going to be mm-hmm. hopefully playing it in Bugman's when we have our yeah. basically over like a lunch break, so so to speak. Mm-hmm. And which is obviously the way they want it to be, isn't it? Um, <laughs> on a coffee table. So we are, yeah, we're going to get take it with us. As in my friend Martin, he's got the box set, so he's going to bring his terrain, bring a warband. Some of the other guys are going to bring their warbands, and we're just going to thrash it out. So Excellent. I've gone for a Stormcast warband so mm-hmm. i have bought a unit of five vanguard hunters 
So I got them off eBay because mm-hmm. obviously technically they come in tens and I yeah. don't need ten. I bought a box of Griffhounds. So effectively, I'm going to build it around three of each. So three, so a um, uh, what they called a Hunter Prime, two Hunters, mm-hmm. three Griffhounds, nine hundred ninety points. Pretty good. Let's bring yeah. let's bring it on. That's the, yeah. that's the plan anyway. But then I've got the extra models because obviously if I if we because we were talking about doing a campaign of sorts. So mm. obviously if you because I think from memory. In the campaigns, you can end up getting extra points and things like uh, that. Where you have yes, like- yeah, you can spend glory to get permanent extra points on your roster. Exactly. So that is where the extra models will sort of basically come in handy. So my plan is over the next week or so, I'm going to build those. Probably not paint them. We were sort of saying, look, we're going to let's let's get our AOS stuff done and painted, but we won't worry so much about the Warcry stuff. Let's just turn up and and mm. just thrash it out. So. That I can't wait to do. Um, at the moment, what I'm trying to do with the Vanguard Hunters is I would, re- I because re- I don't want them to be normal Stormcast. I don't want them to be, I want them to be where, because obviously, as we know, Vanguard Hunters are basically the scouts of the Stormcast. And I want it to be the fact that they've been captured and they've been there for a long time and they've basically gone mad. And I, so mm. I want that to reflect in the way they look. Nice. So I'm starting yeah. to look at d- d- like I want to do some head swaps, but I'm really yeah. struggling to find some decent heads that are, that sort of mm. what I'm looking for. Like for example, I was looking at some of the Space Wolf heads, which yeah. are quite yeah. appropriate. Um, but the problem is a lot of them do have a bit of 40k gubbins on them, you know, like yeah. um, headsets and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, you know, you know when you just sort of you know what you're looking for, but you can't find yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah. It's one of those sort of situations where mm-hmm. I want them to look. You know, uh, I mean, or I may see if I can get hold of some like Actually, Chaos Marauder heads or something was, like that. I would say if if they went crazed and like fanatical, maybe you could try uh, Necromunda heads for the uh, that mm. religious gang. The what are mm. they called? The uh, you, uh, you know Cordor. the real, the zealot ones, Cordor, Yeah, yeah, with, that's like, an the, idea actually. With like the masks and the candles and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, that's an idea. Yeah, it's. It, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I will find them. I will find the heads that I'm looking for. <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These heads are going to heads, the heads I'm looking for. So mm-hmm. yeah, I will find them. I will find them. But yeah, that's yeah. the plan anyway. Uh, so that's cool. So that's all, that all arrived yesterday. And also I got obviously the, the Stormcast, uh, cards as well. So that's mm. all. I'm I am ready. Apart from building, I've literally got all the bits I need to play, which is really cool. And so, like I said, I'll be able to sort of give similar to what you've just done. I'll be able to mm-hmm. give a uh, a post battle rep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next episode. <laughs> um, and I think yeah, that's been it really. Um, I think regarding reading and buying and stuff. So yeah, mm. you know, sort awesome. of keeping you know ticking over, ticking over. <laughs> and I think that these next couple of weeks are going to get like I said even. Even busier. It's nice actually having mm. a deadline, I think. Having an actual deadline to go, right, yeah. I need this ready to play at, on this date. So it's, I think that's the best way of doing it. Because let's be honest, we sort of, mm. you know, we, there's so much we want to do that we don't get done because there's often no real pressure to mm. do so. You know, it depends which way you look at it. But yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. So, uh, right, okay. I think that has been our hobby section. So... We'll take a drinks break now because it's hot in here. <laughs> and uh, uh, like I said, we'll take our break. And then when we return, we're going to get our faces stuck right into the news. Back soon. Right. Time for the news. Plenty to get stuck into, isn't it, Cameron? We have got yes. oodles of news 
and quite spread <laughs> out as well. We've got a bit of 40k, a bit of AOS, a bit of mm. Warcry, Warhammer Underworlds, <laughs> and all other juicy stuff, because uh, as mm. always, a lot has happened since we last recorded. Well, actually, when we last recorded, it was AOS day, wasn't it? So we were having breaking yeah. news, yeah. whereas now we can actually <laughs> properly catch up on it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as we say, halfway through the Gen Con reveals, <laughs> but that's you know, it's fine. It's fine. That's There's fine. always something going on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Last thing we can't. We obviously we we know. To, well, I say tonight, as in tonight UK time at nine o'clock, mm. we've got the Gen Con reveal, which I I think is going to be Primaris stuff. I think yeah, that's that's definitely. what people are thinking. So. I think so. It would make sense. We know there's primary stuff coming because obviously we've had little leaks of it anyway, either intentionally or not. Mm. So <laughs> we'll see. So <laughs> at least we know we've got something next episode to, <laughs> to, yeah. talk, to yeah, talk about. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but let's see what we've been talking about or what, sorry, what's been revealed recently. So, uh, 40k. So the first thing we've seen is obviously, We've got some new little baby knights again. It's it's quite weird yeah. actually because obviously if you think one of our first episodes, I think was it our first one? I think it was our first main episode. We covered Maybe. the Armigers. Yeah. It was either first or second episode. Mm. It, it was the baby yeah. knights, and yeah. now we've got some new ones. We've got the Knight mm. Morax, which yeah. I love. I think these are <laughs> nicer looking Armigers um, than the ones before. I mean, I don't dislike the normal Armigers. They're okay. But these are, mm. I just think, just look nicer in pretty much every other way than the older yeah. ones do. I'm, yeah, pretty I'm much. liking them. <laughs> A big thing for me is they get actual helmets. They can yes. mask their face, which look mm. really good. And I think mm-hmm. is kind of what was missing from uh, Imperial Household Knights as opposed to Mechanicus Household Knights. Because like the ba- the bare face fits in fine with the Adeptus Mechanicus style of thing, but it felt weird that regular Armigers didn't have access to the face plates. Uh, but yeah, yeah, who knows? They look good. Their rules look good. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're good. That's that's the summary we're given. Mm-hmm. No, I I, yeah. I think yeah. they're good on, on in pretty much every single way because I think to me they look great. They are actually pretty reasonably priced because obviously these are Forge World, mm. so they are yeah. and they are part plastic, part resin, and over here they're thirty seven pounds for one, which mm-hmm. you know sounds expensive, but it could be a lot worse. You know, you you, mm. <laughs> you know we, there's some horrendously priced stuff out there. So I think considering, I mean, I think over here it's forty five pounds for the pair of normal armigers and mm. you know obviously that'll be less if you get it from an indie store but you know i think 37 for one you know considering it is half of it is resin i think isn't bad yeah. at all really could be they could have really <laughs> asked for a lot a lot more and yeah. i think Especially yeah and lightning locks mm. well exactly the light yeah i mean that, the <laughs> lightning locks i think look great they and so i think you've got from memory you've got the lightning the double lightning lock is one of the loadouts yeah. and you've got the one which comes with the the volkite is it vulgar i think yeah. that's the name of it and and the siege claw yeah. <laughs> um, um and the, there's also rules for a couple of options that haven't been revealed yet either i think mm-hmm. as well um, yeah there's um so we'll see yeah. that coming I think they've got about four or five different weapons they can choose. It's in the yeah. in the data sheets anyway. But I, I, I mean, it's obviously it's great timing because obviously Chaos Knights are out, mm. so obviously you can oh, yeah. make these yeah. into War Dogs, which is obviously the Chaos yep. version of the Armiger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and I think yeah, sort of stats wise, points wise, I think they in forty k they're about one hundred and fifty odd points. Yeah, um, they are Armiger people points. getting excited. 
they're real yeah. good. Mm. But I mean, I said that those double lightning locks are gonna <laughs> gonna be terrifying to face. That's twelve strength six neck two two damage. I'm pretty sure. So mm. good at clearing medium infantry. <laughs> yeah, and well, um, it's just another knight that you need, Cameron. Yeah, that's the problem. I need more. <laughs> I mean, my, my, the lucky thing here is I don't have to get the Forge World versions. I'm doing Chaos Knight so I can convert the different weapon options, and that'll that's be true. possible. That's I don't point. have to go. Don't have to go blowing all their money. But on the other hand, little armica faceplates. Wow, that's the thing, mm. isn't it? That's mm. that, that's the selling point for me. I just think I think aesthetically, aesthetically, they just look like I would imagine them to be. Because I think mm. my two little bugbears with the normal armor because is the face because it's a bit yeah. yeah i like i like a knight face on it and i think i like the is it the war glaive that's the the chainsword mm. one isn't it yeah. i'd like those yeah. but I, i'm not a fan of the helverin ones with the auto cannons i think they look mm. the, the the arms look like too thin you know like they literally yeah. look whereas at least with the lightning locks even though obviously you've got a little like obviously muzzle on there it's just the fact that it they got sort of chunkier arms which just look mm. a bit more in proportion mm. with itself um, you know again it's preference yeah. so yeah. yeah but yeah so so yeah so they're they're out now i believe i think they went mm-hmm. up for pre-order last week so they should be out as of yep. today um and also they've obviously released all the rules uh for mm-hmm. uh horse heresy and 40k and obviously tied yep. into that is obviously they've updated the rules for the uh forge world knights for 40k mm-hmm. as well so yep um, it's been interesting <laughs> yeah they've, te- they've been a lot of nerfs isn't there from memory yeah um uh, the biggest one i think is probably all the serastus knights lost flanking speed which means they no longer advance 2d6 inches they only advance 1d6 like normal which is uh not too good because their big thing was they were very fast they've got they're, they're the knights with the super long legs why can't mm. they stride 2d6 <laughs> yeah. um and also i think forge world forgot that the porphyrian is like so the Acastus Knights, I should say, is the overall chassis. The Porphyrians, the one with the blast cannons. Mm-hmm. They, I think they, I think they forgot that the actual kit is basically a Warhound Titan, but an inch shorter and three inches wider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they put it from toughness nine to toughness eight, so it's the same as other knights in terms of t- actual like toughness, which doesn't make sense because it's nearly twice as big. Yeah, like in terms of sheer mass. Um, yeah, it, and also didn't get a points change with that. Either. Yeah. So like they they went putting it down to toughness eight. It's totally fair. Keep the same points. Uh, no one was really taking it anyway, uh, no. as far as I've heard. I think that's but, the, what's mm. the shame about it is it's you know you're sort of now going to really severely re- reduce what people are going to do with these because yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, like you said, people probably aren't playing them that often because obviously they're you know they're a bit of a luxury mm. item, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah. if you're then nerfing them as well. <laughs> people mm. have you know i'm not saying people won't use them it's just that they'll be, be just more less likely to use yeah. them so it's a yeah. bit I, I suppose it the problem is that uh, we've seen this before where i think sometimes the forge world stuff gets nerfed a bit too much because it seemed to be op because mm. it's forge world and often that's not actually the case they're not actually as yeah. powerful or like i said if you're going to nerf them then make them a bit cheaper points wise at least you know bring yeah it in proportion yeah. whereas just a straight nerf is just going to make people go mm. nah <laughs> i'll just get the normal that, stuff then uh it's cheaper fair, <laughs> all that being said night castigator looks really really good now um yeah. it actually got a buff it got two more shots on the cannon 
And the, uh, so it's got a 16 shot Avenger Gatling cannon, basically. Hmm. Um, and the sword now makes double the number of attacks at flat three damage, um, instead of normal number of attacks at four damage or five damage, I think it was. It, it was not as good as a Reaper chainsword or a fist, basically. Hmm. Um, so yeah, Castigator got really, really good, especially in Chaos Knights, because if you go, We'll talk about this a bit later, but if you go Iconoclast, you get a ton of attacks. If you go uh, Infernal, you can buff one gun, and mm-hmm. it's got one melee weapon to buff with a bunch of attacks, or one gun. Yeah. Um. Actually, the Atron also pretty good for Chaos Knights, same reasons. <laughs> um. Also, it, uh, Atron's Chain Fist lost a negative one to hit penalty, which is nice. So, I mean, it's basically a Reaper Chainsword, but a bit stronger at this point. I don't know, it's like... Things have shifted around. They've also lost, like, their, their invuln saves aren't as good. They don't regenerate wounds anymore. But, like, I feel they can still work, especially yeah. in Chaos Knights, which is a bit fresher and has a little more supportive options. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a Serastus of some kind. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's gonna happen. I will eventually have all three. Yeah. But. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Don't don't tell me that. I'm, I'm hey, I'm stuff. No, no. I, honestly, I'm I'm the worst. I will never tell. I will never discourage anyone from doing anything because uh, I'll be honest. Terrible. It makes me feel better about myself <laughs> <laughs> when I'm thinking of fifty uh, projects yeah. at once and yeah. spending too much. So <laughs> he's like, "Hey, look, yeah, go and do it. Look, go on. Yeah, I don't look no, so bad." Um, so um i see rounded off the 40k stuff and obviously talking about points and things like that so the the repulsor execution has also had an update because obviously anyone would have spotted that when it first came out obviously a few weeks ago now that obviously if you were one of the specialist chapters i.e blood angels dark angels death watch etc technically you couldn't use them because obviously they don't have the the appropriate keyword change to put them in your army i mean this has happened before with other vehicles where you know when they first come out they then have to obviously do a an faq to sort of basically mean you can slip them in so mm, you know yeah. I, I remember being on the uh the, the death watch um subreddit and people panicking like i want to use the executioner <laughs> i can it's like yeah look, <laughs> give it time it'll come on there don't worry and it has yeah. um yeah. with a points <laughs> increase as well unfortunately <laughs> I think about 20 20 yeah. points i think yeah something like that which mm. i don't know like i feel like as from everything i've heard the execution is really really good if you have gilliman yeah otherwise it's okay yeah <laughs> it's yeah we'll see yeah i, I, I really like i like the main gun the main gun's really good yeah but apart from that it's just another weapons platform and yeah. if you want you could just get a bunch of razorbacks and stick gilliman in the middle and have about the same effect <laughs> i agree i i i'll be honest i don't I, it's one of those things that I'd probably never get because I, I was chatting to some of the guys on our Discord because obviously they're saying, "Oh, you're going to get one for your Death Watch." I'm like, "No, I, I don't." A, I don't like the model. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Repulsor in general. I think there's mm. too much going on, but not in a good way. And yeah. also, rules-wise, they're very expensive. They're a transport for Primaris, and I don't have any Primaris in my Death Watch, so yeah. I've literally got zero reason to have one. <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't. Yeah, there you go. I'd, I'd rather get. A Corvus Black Star and put that in, yes. even though even though they're not that efficient, they just look gorgeous and yes. that they instantly win the rule of cool in that in that scenario. So no, no repulses for me. So um, right, let's move on to the AOS stuff. Which um, mm-hmm. well, there's a lot to cover. Right, yeah, <laughs> so, actually. 
Actually, there's a lot, rather. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so today, the oh, well, I presume today, um, check the website. It'll be going up probably in a couple of minutes. The Shattered Storm Vault will be up for pre-order. Yes. Um, which is the next uh, Warcry terrain set and obviously mm-hmm. AOS train um not train set a terrain set um <laughs> no trains here and uh, so yeah that'll go up for pre-order like I said today um mm-hmm. it looks really cool I think yeah let me see if I can find it real quick because it would be up for pre-order oh, oh, again, yeah I was going to say on the on the Aussie <laughs> side it'll be up yeah, I got two minutes of the UK side <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll carry on while you're, while you're looking yeah yeah um so yeah so that'll be up hopefully today and we i know we sort of spoke about them last episode because obviously they were part of our breaking news obviously we've got mm. two big new battle tomes that are coming in the works um obviously we don't know mm. as and when but we've got obviously cities of sigma and the orc war uh, war clans battle tomes so obviously yep, cities yep. sigma is obviously amalgamating pretty much all the other border factions that um are not part of a battle tome or still are to a degree, because you've got like mm. Caradron Overlords mm. and obviously Stormcast in there as well. Um, we'll g- get on to <laughs> that in a minute, actually, talking about the uh, what's happening regarding the models, because there's been sort of a bit of uh, sort of breaking news today on that. But uh, it mm. looks great. I love the cover art on that Cities of Sigmar battle tome. It yeah, looks glorious. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I mean, the one thing I would say, and I think I think we said this last episode, is that I'm mm. I'm glad they they're doing this. I know. There'll be people out there that probably think to themselves, well, they should be doing this anyway, as in amalgamating these mm. factions and, and similar to what they're doing with the orcs as well, obviously amalgamating, uh, the iron jaws and the blown, uh, bone splitters, but obviously you can still have them as their own separate factions yeah. if you want. Yeah. Uh, but st- saying that, it's still good when they do it anyway. It's still, mm. they don't have to, you know, because you could say anything. Like, it'd be like tomorrow they said, right, we're doing plastic aspect warriors for the Eldar. You know, there'll be people mm. like, yes, but then obviously there'll be people <laughs> go, well, yeah, go on. They should have been doing this for years, <laughs> but they don't have to. Like, it, it just because yeah. just, yeah. just you in your head, you think they should do something. It doesn't mean they're ever going to do it. So to me, when mm. they do do it, I still get excited about it. I don't take it for granted that they're going yeah. to do these things because yeah. Like you said, they may never <laughs> so yeah, yeah. enjoy it if they when they do do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in terms of the Shattered Storm Vault, that is up for pre order for next week. Um, it looks really good. It's two. It's two of the uh, Storm Vault dazers, so like the rectangular terrain pieces with the Griffhound statues. Um, but the you know, so it comes with the board as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. And one side is like a chaos wastes with bloodstains and everything, but the other side is the inside of a storm vault with like tiled floor, and the tiles cover the entire thing. So if these are one inch tiles, this is also a D and D board, is what I'm saying, <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. of like a mausoleum. Um, so I'll probably pick that up because that looks good. Uh, mm. It looks really pretty, and it's. It's a lovely set of terrain, so yeah, it looks like it's good to play Storm uh, Warcry on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. uh, it has a bunch of tokens as well. Oh, yeah, does it's it? Got, it's got yeah, it's got all the uh, all the Warcry tokens, so like the um, wound counters and waiting and activation ends and stuff like that, all on it. So nice, yeah, pretty good. Happy days, right? Good stuff, yeah. Well, actually, talking. Well, going from good stuff to potentially bad stuff. Uh, there mm. looks like there's a 
big model cull <laughs> about to happen. Yeah. So yeah. off the back of these cities of Sigma, so they sort of hinted. At, admittedly, they did hint at it in the reveal for cities of Sigma mm. that obviously certain models were going to go to basically become Warhammer Legends, i.e., the ones where they basically yeah. remove them for sale, but then will may come back for a week, and so you can you yeah. know basically made to order. And they sort of hinted it'd be a few, and um, we've seen the list that's cropped up today, and it's quite mm. sizable actually. Um, and imagine there's probably going to be quite a few people upset at these <laughs> when looking mm, at them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's based purely on the fact if you go on the GW site now, these are showing as last chance to buy. I know yeah. technically, you you know, we could, they some of them may, may turn around and say, oh, we're just reboxing them, but I don't think that's the case. I think these are mm. all these units that are, that are being hinted at now, they are going like fully going you know we, we're not going to be able to get them again you know in the in the normal yeah. way and yeah. yeah there's some some surprise ones in there i think um mm. free guild archers i mean knowing yeah. free guild's gonna be a you know unless unless they're completely redoing them admittedly but then they're not got rid of the free guild other infantry like the pistoliers yeah, and, 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 and the things like. yeah yeah mm. it's uh, that's a bit surprising a bit i mean you've got some things like the some of the uh, wanderers ones like the Waywatcher and things like that, mm. but they're metal single metal models. Yeah. So I imagine, yeah. yeah, I can see why. Um, a lot of high elf stuff going. Yeah, which, unfortunately, this is a real shame. So um, Swordmasters, White Lions, etc. Yeah. To be fair, on Swordmasters, they were the incredibly old, awful ones, yeah, which they is are. annoying to me because the Island of Blood ones, the plastic kit ones from that, like. 7th edition Warhammer Fantasy box set or what it was were really fantastic. The Swordmasters in that were amazing. <laughs> and they never made it out of that box. No, they're no. the same sprue as a bunch of Skaven. Um, yeah, well they're, they're, fine, <laughs> they're fine cast at the moment, the yeah. Swordmasters yeah, anyway. Yeah, the super old ones. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sad to see the old warrior priests going as well, because those yeah. are classics. Yeah, I mean you can still, obviously you still got that one that we spoke about before, the one in the Warhammer mm. Quest box, one that comes with a little yeah. Griff Hound, um, but he's not technically available separately. He may become no. separate. Um, I think <laughs> I'm slightly gutted <laughs> uh, myself because I, I've actually acquired some of these things in the last couple of months, uh. like, like the Lawmaster <laughs> and the mm. White Lions I bought just in case I fancied doing a mixed order army in the yeah. future. And now yeah. I'm like, damn, <laughs> they're, not, they're not. Well, I mean, they, they'll have they'll have their old war scrolls and they'll have uh, points in the most recent general's handbook, so they'll uh, technically still be legal. You just won't be able uh, to buy any more. Yeah, <laughs> workshop. So maybe it's a good thing. Maybe I got the right ones at the right time. Arguably, yeah, but maybe. <laughs> I, I, look, I mean, there's going to be some very upset people at this, and I, I get oh, that because yeah. if you're in the yeah. middle of building these or you know, obviously you're buying them a bit at a time, I totally get that. I can totally understand. Yeah. But I suppose I can also understand the other part of it that the, a lot of the, the, you know, this is the perfect opportunity for GW to cull the ones to think, you know what, there's no point mm. these models being around any longer. We're not, they're not, you know, we've kept the ones we want, but, you know, there's just, this lot just don't need to be here anymore, really. They're not, yeah. either they're not selling yeah. well or they're just not appropriate anymore. And like, to be fair, like with a lot of the high elf stuff, it, scale wise it is slightly out of scale now compared mm. to some of the other models so yeah i can get that too uh, yeah i mean but, but you know it's not all bad because a lot of the the units that you would associate with these are staying in like for example phoenix guard mm. are still yeah. in there yeah um, absolutely what's, the, what's those um other high off ones that the oh, the um oh. 
the Phoenix, the one that the oh yeah, the frost, people frost flame Phoenixes. Th- that's it. That's still in there. Yeah. So you know, so it's not so. To be fair, a lot of the good units that people either like or are quite efficient mm. are staying in there. So it's not all doom yeah. and gloom. So it's just, <laughs> just it just mostly. looks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like a big list at the time, but comparatively, it's probably about a third at most of yeah. the general order stuff. Like the, yeah. the general order stuff that's not currently represented by a, a battle tome, I should say. Mm. I mean, Which and also, you, sorry, Carol. It's not crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. not crazy. And also, I mean, there's there's some there's some stuff from each faction still around. It's like mm. it's mostly old heroes and stuff getting cut out with a few kits. Yeah, and also you, what I was going to say is how long how long do you keep this stuff around for? You know, realistically, how how long does it need to be there? Sometimes you know it sometimes has to happen. Unfortunately, you know you know yeah. think how how quickly they're churning out new stuff for all the games. They're like <laughs> properly going for it. So something has yeah. to be lost as part of this and i know it's i know mm. it's sad to see a lot of these going i i totally get that it's just yeah. i suppose it's just the way it's yeah. going to be yeah. and and yeah. I, and and i suppose i argue as well one point is if you were really wanting to get these you probably would have gotten by now really mm. i mean yeah. not i'm not not I don't categorically say that because obviously I know you, it depends on <laughs> if you've got the funds to buy it. So I, I do put that caveat in there as well. But I think realistically, mm. you know, you, you, this is what happens. You, you saw it with the, the Horus Heresy last chance to buy that happened last year yeah. where people yeah. panicked and you think, but if you really wanted it, you would have, you would have already bought this stuff. And the fact mm. you've not bought yeah. it suggests you probably didn't want it anyway. It's just the fact mm. that yeah. it's like, it's that, it's that fear of missing out syndrome, isn't yeah. it really? Yeah. <laughs> and I think this I mean, is the case. Yeah, I mean, I can say this. If you really want some of this stuff and you're, you're listening to this in like a month's time when these things are gone, they're dead and gone, you can't get them anymore, you can always do this, which is go to your friendly local game store, not a Games Workshop owned store, and look. And there is yeah. a decent chance half of this stuff will still be there. Like, yeah. I go to the one in Perth City, Tactics, every now and again. They have stuff from the early 90s. Games yeah. Workshop products still still hanging around that store. Like, th- those stores will not throw these out because they're not produced by Games Workshop anymore. <laughs> they will stay on the shelves till they're sold. Yeah. So you can always go kicking around the less, less mainstream game stores and try and find this stuff. Or mm. eBay or other sites on the internet. Yeah, like that, exactly. the, These are available in some form or another somewhere if you really, really need them. Hmm. Yeah, and I know, I know it, you got to be careful, it, but eBay as well. I mean, I'm sure people will hike it up. Yeah, you know, like I said, if anyone wants to buy my Lawmaster for 150 pounds, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> still boxed. <laughs> no, you I know, mean, at the end of the day, it's you know, if you you've got a small, there is obviously still a window to buy these as of now. They're they're just on last mm. chance, and obviously when they're gone, they're gone. But yeah, I mean, I, I suppose the way I look at it is that there's certain models there. And especially when we come to talk about the wanderers later, cause I'm sure we've got <laughs> a bit of thoughts <laughs> on um, something regarding that at the end of the day, there's a good chance that some of these are being replaced, you know? So yeah. like, like if you look yeah. at the way watcher, which is quite a, you know, a quite an integral unit of a wanderers, the wanderers aren't going their way. So no. is it, are they getting a new model? Potentially that's some, that's a, mm. you know, an eight pound 20, metal model on the JW site <laughs> at this moment. So there's a good chance that could be getting replaced anyway. So oh, it's not 
in the end They're of the world. They're going to price gouge you. New one's going to be fifteen seventy. Oh, yeah. look, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, going to be, it's going to be sixteen forty. It's only double. <laughs> but I, you know, I, there's not much you can really say. It's, it's sad. Yeah. But understandable. Yeah. But on the subject of cool old Warhammer things, mm. Ogre Tyrant. Ogre <laughs> Tyrant. Oh my god, I love this model so much. He looks so good. It's incredible. I love that one. Um, that is all. <laughs> <laughs> so what you, what's your theories on this going forward regarding the Ogres? Um, what do, you th- what, do you think we've got I'm a battle pretty, tome very soon? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure because they've said at least one more battle tome per faction this year. So there's the... I forget what they're called. Um, the the Auric Warclans is mm-hmm. one more destruction. But I bet there is one more destruction coming and that will be more tribes mm-hmm. um which will just be i'm hoping it will be like the auric war clans and will be a conglomeration of all the different ogre factions because yeah. i want I, w- I want to see ogre kingdoms basically i want to see the beast Claw <laughs> raiders the gut busters the man eaters and the fire bellies i want to see them all working together because they all look great together like <laughs> a, lo- a lot of the ogre kits apart from beast Claw raiders are actually still fairly old comparatively but they still look really good and mm-hmm. They're not, they're not bad in the game currently, but they could be better. And they could all yeah. be working together to the goal of feed a big mouth somewhere in the realms. <laughs> like, I just, I just want to see like o- an ogre shaman casting Ravenax gnashing jaws as like a staple in tournament lists. Cause that would be great. That'd be all awesome. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, no, I, yeah, sorry. I want go. that big, I want that big jolly faction. Cause we've got the big serious faction with Iron Jaws. So give mm-hmm. us a big jolly faction with the Ogres. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I think, I think as well, I think they'll do that. I think we will see an Ogre amalgamation. Like I said, Beast Corps Raiders mm-hmm. and all the others will be, you know, joined together. But like I said, can be their own faction if they want to be. It, again, it makes sense. We're seeing it right now. They've done it with the Gloom Spite. They're doing it with the Orcs. They're now mm-hmm. doing it with the, with Sigmar cities. It, it makes perfect sense. Um, I mean, yeah. the Beast Core Raiders Battle Tome is one of the most out of date ones as of now. Um, mm. It's got it's missing a lot that you know compared to some of the others. So yeah, I think the fact that we've seen this Ogre Tyrant suggests it's it's on the way, and it's probably going to obviously be after the other two that we mentioned earlier. So we're, yeah. We're, yeah. it's funny though know, because obviously we're now getting <laughs> to the point where there's not that much left really that, of of the old mm. stuff that needs updated in the sense you know i was thinking of this earlier if you look at the let's look at order for example you've got Mm. right so the caradron overlords need a new book and endless spells etc same for the seraphon they're in a funny place to be honest seraphon because obviously you've got what are they going to do with that are they just going to give them the the book and spell treatment or are they going to give them a complete overhaul considering how old a lot of the models are? Whereas obviously the Caradron Overlords are not in that place. Obviously they're all new models, so they they yeah, just need yeah. a battle tome and a and a uh, and a spell and a terrain piece as well combination. So uh, yeah, that, and that's and that's it for order really. Apart from putting aside any um, new factions, so. Yeah. And now, obviously, looking at chaos, we obviously presuming there's going to be an ever chosen slaves to darkness battle yeah. tome. That's pretty much on the cards, isn't it? I'll be shocked if that yeah. doesn't. And yeah. that's it for chaos, really. That sort of anything. Um, I mean, like an official Games Workshop chaos dwarves, maybe instead of the Forge World one. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's like it, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, also I update, would love that. update Zinch. 
Oh wait, update Zinch. Yes, yeah, sorry, I forgot about yeah. Zinch. Sorry, sorry, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be listening. Oh. Um, but <laughs> no Zinch. What do you yes. mean the Master of Spells faction doesn't have an endless spells? Yeah, there's some irony <laughs> in there. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, and I suppose also the Maggot King, uh, Maggot King of uh, Nurgle, so yeah. is miss it. There. Although... I mean, they got, they got a, niece, a recent, t- well, semi-recent yeah. tome, but obviously they're yeah. they're missing the endless spells. spells. Yeah. yeah. So and a terrain piece. Give yeah. him a big, give him a big rotten cucumber. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's the episode title right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> God, no. And, oh, and, man. and obviously with, um, with obviously for death now, which obviously yeah. ties into actually something we're gonna, we can talk about mm. now actually, which mm. is the, the tithe of bones or what yeah. this thing's gonna be. Cause obviously now they're hinting that something's gonna happen. Um, there's a, Obviously, this is off the back of obviously what we saw at AOS Day, and now we're getting rumours. Are we going to see a new death faction? Obviously, yes. I think what I've seen, or the main one that people are suggesting, is it's going to be a new death rattle faction. Yeah. I.e., yeah. uh, Krell is going to yeah. come back and, and lead that's them. That's what I was going to say. It is 100% going to be Krell. Mm-hmm. No problem. Like, it. I saw a breakdown of this somewhere when I was thinking about it already, but basically he's saying, my master is raising me an army. Which death faction can't raise their own army? Like, if Nighthorn kill people, they turn into ghosts. Vampires, no necromancy. Necromancers, no necromancy. The Mortarks, no necromancy. Hmm. White kings are the ones that can't actually raise themselves. True. So clearly, clearly it's Lord Castell and Krell back <laughs> from the grave. Sigma couldn't kill him, couldn't put him down. He was too... He was too devoted to his master, Nagash. Um, no, I would really like Death Rattle expansion, just like more skeletons. Give us a whole bunch of good skeletal stuff. Uh, yeah. Throw in some of those old Tomb King kits. <laughs> oh, no. Really, that that were really up. great models. No, they're not Tomb <laughs> Kings anymore. They're definitely under Nagash. The skeletons just learned how to animate statues. But like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, there, there, I feel there's room for that. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's either that. Or it could be like a soul blight thing, mm. and it's an a- and it's an ancient vampire that got released. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like Sigma could have killed an ancient vampire of any kind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no, I, I, I agree. Away. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's death rattle is more likely than soul blight. I think it, it would be a great opportunity for them to maybe update the skeletons that they've got because obviously again they look yeah. a bit dated i mean they could get away with them but again they look still a bit dated so yeah. i think this is yeah i think this is very very likely and very cool as well and it, again it's another opportunity for people to you know to play as as the death rattle you've got obviously the flesh eater courts already and then the night haunt and then obviously you've got legion of the gash if you want a basically yeah. a, a combination yeah. which is ideal mm. um and that's sort of yeah. again what we're seeing now because obviously you've got uh, you know that now obviously with order you know obviously you've got all these different factions but then obviously we're going to have cities of sigmar soon which is a basically a soup army uh chaos you know you obviously they do end up overlapping with each other anyway in some ways obviously you've got slaves to darkness can fit into pretty much any chaos army for example so and obviously destruction again we're seeing well, where they're almost all soup armies of their of their various races, so I think yeah, this is the way yeah. they're going with it, and I think it's a good thing because then, to oh, me, yeah. once these things are slotted in and sorted, then we then can see what the the new stuff. Because obviously, I suppose in their heads, oh. to be fair, they're probably thinking, mm. right, let's get this older stuff sorted, mm, mm. and then right, okay, here you go, here's the new stuff, here's your yeah. 
yeah, light yeah. shadow elves and, and all the other things. Were now, really now Matthew, Matthew, when you say new stuff, mm. were you expecting incredibly handsome goat elf? <laughs> well, because- well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, um, it wasn't, I'm very honest, I, I didn't sort of wake up in a cold sweat and go, oh, oh, good looking elf goats. Um, but it happened. Uh, well, oh, actually yeah. saying that, let's, I'll, I'll, let's mm. see, let's see what people think on this because I, Cameron is alluding to the yes. fact that now that uh, Warhammer Underworld's Beast Grave has been officially announced, obviously we saw it last week at uh, AOS mm. Day, but now we've actually seen it properly with what's going to be yeah. in it. Two new warbands, fantastic. Oh, we've yes, got, really um, good. Drachnar's Ravages, which is a uh, Beast of Chaos one, which yep. wasn't expecting, but very <laughs> welcome. Um, yep. And is it Skaeths? I think that's how you probably yeah. pronounce it. Skaeths Wild Hunt. Now... This is interesting. And it's really interesting. <laughs> it's so, like four rumor engines mashed together. It was actually, well. yeah. <laughs> yeah it was. Uh, so, I mean, this is sort of what we saw a little while ago at, it was at Warhammer Fest when we saw the, that mm. little, little lion, uh, hinted at, um, yep. obviously people going, Oh, high elves are coming back and, mm. you know, and all that sort of stuff. So, and obviously there was sort of hints that wood elves are coming back and now, Mm. We've got sort of this <laughs> in between, really. <laughs> We've got, uh, they're called the Kenothi. I think I say yeah. it. Kenothi. Yeah. Kenothi. And they're, well, this is the thing. What are they going to be is the interesting question oh. here because are, yeah. they, we obviously this is, they're a new warband. So they're basically elves with, with sort of, you know, centaurs uh, or sort of mm. fawn bottom halves, uh, yeah. which is very cool. Um, mm-hmm. the one thing is that, the, the reaction to these was quite mixed, actually, because I, um, yeah. the, so I put it out on Twitter, actually, to see what people thought of this. So people, mm. we just did a quick one day vote and sort of said, right, you know, we're getting mixed, rea-, you know, people are doing mixed reactions to this. What are people thinking? And so we sort of said, right, do you love them, hate them, or you're not sure? And so l- luckily, 55% said they love <laughs> them. Fifth, only fifteen percent said they hate them, and then thirty percent were not sure. So, so okay. if you include, so yeah. if you include the not sure's into the hates, because that means you're not, mm. you're still, you know, you because obviously if you love something, you love it. Whereas not sure is yeah. you're not that fussed yeah. about it. So, so effectively, you could say it's fifty-five, forty-five. So, you know, so it's mm. quite polarizing. What people yeah, are thinking on this? I guess uh, I don't know. I take like, it you like them. I really like them. Um, I. I feel I agree with some people's concerns that they look a little derpy. I think that is mostly, I think that is mostly like the super contrasting edge highlighting Citadel style of painting is not gelling super well with them. And also some of the angles they're being shot at are probably not the super best. Like Games Workshop, when they shoot images for miniatures, they go for one that shows off the coolest looking pose or shows off the most detail possible more often. I have a feeling once we get like a 360 degree view on these things, a lot of people will be a lot happier with them. But you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me these are not good. Because (laughs) in this box, Warhammer Underworld's Beast Grave box, we have something very interesting because we have Chaos Beast Men. And then we have Beast Men from an unknown faction. Because Mm. Matthew, I'll pose pose you the question here. Mm. Are these these beastly elves order or destruction? Ooh. Well, that is a question. Um, I still think they're going to be order, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, but I can see where you're coming from. Because <laughs> obviously, if you <laughs> hark back to the days of uh, Orion and things like that in, in Warhammer Fantasy, where they're mm. very feral 
elves where they're sort yeah. of, you know, <laughs> they're, are they part of the good guys or order? Mm, arguably not. Uh, I still think they're going to be order because of obviously just by the very definition of what order is. Um, yeah. I, but I think, I have a feeling if these become a faction, they're going to be very similar to Daughters of Cain and the Deep Kin, where they are part of order, but they're not, you know, they're not mm. high-fiving everyone else. They're, they're, yeah. They've got their yeah. own agendas yeah. and they're not, they're not mm. whiter than white. So yeah, I, I think know. that's the way they're going with them. But I, 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 I think, I think mm. going back to what you're saying about the, the way they look, <laughs> you're right. I, th- I think unfortunately the, fo- the official photograph, is not doing them the justice they are because if you actually get around to looking at the video trailer of Beast Grave you, and you actually see them at some other angles and obviously different light and everything, like that, they look a lot better. I think, uh, like I said, oh, that's yeah. how they supposed to look because at the end of the day, people are were sort of criticising their hair, but I, again, <laughs> I think that's the paint job as opposed to the model because I think the hair looks great because again, it's that war dancer look that mm, yeah. to me looks great. Uh, the Obviously, the centaur just looks, you know, centaur character just looks amazing anyway. Um, I can, I get where they're coming from of that one that's sort of looking mid jump, you know, the, the, <laughs> yeah. with his legs. Again, mm. I think it's just the posing and paint. I mean, until we see them properly up close, we could be completely wrong and maybe they are looking as derpy mm. as the, as people are saying. But yeah, I think, yeah. I think I, yeah, I like them. I think the, the, the horn blower. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's blowing his horn. I don't like. Yeah. He's I was saying good. this to, I was saying this to Martin <laughs> at work the other day that at the end of the, at the end of the day, they, they, what, what, he's going to be doing one of two things with the, with the horn. He's either going to be holding it or he's going to be blowing it. <laughs> it's a, that's, a, yeah. that's a lesson to, yeah. that's a le- lesson to learn mm. by. Um, you're either mm. blowing or you're holding it. And, mm. uh, what else is you know in this case he's you know doing the proper pose so i yeah you know, people were yeah. saying oh his hand looks too big and things like yeah. that uh, he's uh, a beast elf he's allowed to have big hands yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. leave him alone he can do what he wants yeah yeah <laughs> i mean so, yeah i mean yeah. this also has interesting implications for the lore overall Mm-hmm. Uh, not, but be- not, but be- not because of beast elves, but because, uh, Shade Spire, the city, now no longer exists next to Shaish. It exists somewhere between Shaish and Gur, because yeah. it's, it's still accessible through Shaish, but something's gone wrong and the realms have connected somehow, because now it's also under a mountain in Gur. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I actually, I'm beginning to foresee an awful future in like 10 years time where we forget about the eight points. We forget about the old points and the Varen Spire and the Varen Keep or whatever, because now we need to take Shade Spire because Shade Spire also touches every realm. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it's interesting. And give us a Seraphon Warband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give us a Seraphon Warband. Give us a Slanesh Warband. Please. God. Come on, um, it would fit in so well. It'll happen. It'll happen. Um, I, I have one more. I have one more thing, Age of Sigma, to say, uh, and it is thus: <clears throat> Guacamole Criticators! <laughs> they are awesome. <laughs> and how cute are the skinks as well? Oh my <laughs> god, the skinks are so cute! Like th- this is really weird to me because the skinks look great in Blood Bowl. I would not want them on the table for Age of Sigma. The Saurus look great in Blood Bowl. I want them on the table in Age of Sigma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what you know. So obviously, we now know that the the next Blood Bowl team is the is the uh, the Lizard Men, and obviously Lizard Men, not Seraphon, because you got you say got to... the name, Matthew. Say it. <laughs> Guacamole Crater Gators. There we go. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's it feels so, so good, good doesn't it? <laughs> when you say it. 
I'm just going to go downstairs and chant it to my wife. And she, <laughs> what are you doing, sir? <laughs> and why did I marry you? <laughs> so, yeah, they look amazing. Mm. They look really good. Yeah. And obviously, if this is a hint at what future oh, Seraphon are going to look for, yeah. well, watch out. If, if new Saurus warriors look like these, everyone's going to start a Seraphon army. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it, wow. Well, just think, they're popular anyway. People still start mm. collecting these, and these have got very old models, so people still yeah. are loving their Seraphon. Mm. You know, dinosaurs riding dinosaurs, <laughs> you know. It's, yeah, it's... yeah. Dinosaurs on dinosaurs. It's dinosaurs all the way down, man. It really is. <laughs> and I, I, one last thing before we move on from AOS is going back to the, the uh, Centaur Elves. Mm. I, I, yes. I think, I, I, I'm hoping that we're going to see them combined with wanderers i'm hoping that mm. and, and a, lot, a lot of other people have had this theory as well that they may do what they did with the daughters of cain where you take the older you know but still looking okay wanderer models like your mm. uh glade garden and yeah, and yeah would, would have been the witch elves for the daughters of cain and then mm. basically just add in elite units like they did with uh, the medusae uh units etc so then yeah. you know put the kenothi units in oh. with them and then they have and then they become yeah. this new yeah. faction you know so then it solidifies at- wanderers as mm-hmm. well yeah at the same time i'm never going to use these for their intended faction because i've been wanting to do slanesh centigors for a while and <laughs> guess what guess what's just been handed to me on a silver platter if that becomes a kit guess what don't have to worry about converting sisters of the thorn or whatever for slanesh <laughs> centigors it's all nope. good <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, it's good. I mean, I, I just think mm. this is what we need now. We, like we said before, like when we saw the Deepkin and other things like that, it, it's there's nothing better when you actually see a brand new faction as opposed to mm. just updating yeah. an old one. I mean, that's always exciting as well, but it's just great, especially from AOS, which is obviously still establishing itself, uh, you know, from Immortal mm. Realms and, you know, law point of view. It's just great when they're like, here you go, new, you, you know, <laughs> brand new faction, never seen before. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. But the, but right. going back to my <laughs> earlier point mm. about obviously mm. them getting rid of stuff like they are as part of this cult. This is how this is how you get new 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 things. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old stuff does have to go slightly. <laughs> there is the way of it. there is literally a limited physical space at Games Workshop HQ to store all the master molds and stuff like yeah. they ca- they can't expand infinitely. They're still building their new facilities like it's, things are going to drop out, but yep. we're going to get cool stuff like this. Like yeah beautiful beautiful elf boy with goat legs running around with his hand with his hands out like oh look at me Uh, (laughs) (laughs) right let's cover the other stuff because there's still quite a bit in that section as well so Mm. uh let's switch over to necromunda um and they are now up for pre-order as well you've got the Mm -hmm. palatine enforcers which i think look great i think that Mm -hmm. If you're into your Necromunda, I'm sure you're very happy at this because we were talking about Necromunda at work the other day, and unfortunately, our local club doesn't pl- seem to yeah. play Necromunda very much, which is a real shame. Uh, but don't need another game to get into. <laughs> but they look they look great. So you have got the Enforcers, you got the Book of Judgment, and obviously the relevant, you know, tactics mm. cards, etc. All up for pre-orders today. So mm. very exciting indeed. Um, yeah. And it looks like we got some stuff to read incoming yes. as well. No. Um, <laughs> so today, uh, Celestine, well, I say today as in it came up on Audible, 
So Celestine novel, which was, I think, out as a special edition back in January, yeah. February time, because I got it as a Valentine's oh, present. Yeah, my special. <laughs> something like that. So, yeah, that's now either out, depending on which where you want to um, read it. Um, yeah. The hard the hardback was on the store shelf today. At my oh, okay, so shop, it's so, so it is yeah. out. Yeah, so it is out then. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm, so I'll be listening to that this week. Look, sounds excellent. Like it's going to be excellent. Um, mm-hmm. We got the Orion trilogy that's out as well, or mm-hmm. coming out, which is the one based around. It's a trilogy based around, yeah, obviously the character mm. from the Warhammer Fantasy days. Um, I may pick speaking that up. Speaking of, uh, yeah, speaking of beast elves, <laughs> yeah. Quite Just, appropriate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I, I it's done. It's the trilogy by Darius Hinks. Uh, it's got a good mm-hmm. reputation. Uh, I've never read any of those, so I can't comment. But yeah, I think I'm going to pick mm. it up. I think it looks like it'll be nice to have a bit of uh, whammer fancy in <laughs> on yeah. the shelf. Um, mm. And talking of stuff on the shelf, or what's going to be coming on our shelves, is <laughs> obviously something they hinted at a while ago, which is the series two of the novella series that we saw previewed again, a little while ago. Um, we obviously Cameron and I personally love series one. We've pretty much read Mm. all of them mostly. And we obviously covered a fair few on this show as well. And (laughs) now they've actually dropped what titles are going to be there as well. Mm. And I'm very excited, Cameron, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's a lot of good stuff in here. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm trying to, find where they are what's it there we go find the page <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh the iron resolve by steve lyons which is based around the audience uh, audience that's a new that's a new faction now <laughs> mordian iron guard that's uh yep. okay i mean mm-hmm. i'm as you know i'm not a fan of the imperial guard but i'm sure this will be a decent novella um yeah. you've got wreck and ruin uh, obviously trying to you know impact on our podcast name here wreck and ruin yeah. by uh, mm. danny ware <laughs> yeah. um obviously danny ware did the the obviously the sisters of battle one that we covered which was uh mm. the bloodied rose bloodied and rose, yep. i can't wait for that one if it's as good yes. as that first one happy mm. days and um, what, what else we got we got uh isha's lament by thomas parrot i think thomas parrot is one of the uh authors that came through the last black library submissions window mm. that happened yeah. was it last year so he's, uh, but from what I've seen, he does good stuff. And this was based on the uh, Eldari uh, lady out of uh, Blackstone Fortress. I can't mm. remember what character she is in it, but well, I know she's called Isha, but yeah. I can't remember what she was called. Well, no, no, Isha is the Eldar goddess that's married. To oh, of course it is. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I also don't remember the Blackstone Fortress Ranger's name, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that, that's I think that's why that's why I tied her name to it. Of course, she's not. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> having a moment. Uh, it's hot in here. <laughs> yeah. So, very, so. <laughs> so next is severed by Nate Crowley. Um, this is interesting because this is actually mm. a novel or novella done from the the viewpoint of a Necron, which. Mm is not i think it's only been done once before i believe or once yeah. or twice it's not yeah. very common so i'm really intrigued about that one actually <laughs> yeah I, I like the tag he's put on there it's a story about loyalty love and what it means to have a soul which sounds nothing like a 40k story so i'm really interested in this actually <laughs> yeah yeah i, th- I think I, you know when you're already i'm thinking right what which ones do we want to cover on the show and it's like and it's, mm. it's ones like that i think yes that'll be the interesting yeah. ones to uh to go through <laughs> uh next is lords of the storm by uh 
Eduardo Albert. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And this one's obviously based about, uh, oh, it's based around the Fulminators Reavers. So the Fulminators mm. are in um, Robbie McNiven's uh, Blood of Ajax, if you've not yep. read it. So that'd be quite cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Uh, yeah, we have Code of the Skies by Graham Leon, or Lion, mm-hmm. uh, which is about the Caratron overlords and uh, their grudges and their codes between each other, uh, which looks really interesting, actually. Mm. Apparently, there's a, there's a big air battle, so I'm into that. Uh, love blimps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have The Measure of Iron by Jamie Crisali, which is about the Iron Golem, so we have a Warcry-focused book, which is mm. cool. Um, so it might literally be the novelization of the Iron Golem campaign in the yeah, Warcry possibly. book, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Thieves Paradise by Nick Horth. Oh, yes. reading that. Reading that. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's an elven Tomb Raider from the Callus and Toll series. Mm. Uh, Chev Arkless. Excellent. Devious Traps, Slavering Monsters, and Plenty of Daring Do. Excellent. Uh, we have Low Lives by Denny Flowers, which is about Necromunda. Uh, I guess a Necromunda hero named Caleb Cursebound, who's very hungover. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that's him on the cover, jollily tossing a grenade. I that's already love him. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that one. Uh, mm. And we have The Colonel's Monograph by Graham McNeil, uh, which is actually a Warhammer horror novella. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Love it. Um, actually, looking looking at the cover... And looking at the description, I don't know if this is set in Age of Sigma, Warhammer Fantasy, or Warhammer 40k. No, we don't. No, it could which be is either. actually very, very intriguing. I mean, or it that. could be both. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, so these are out in November, uh, mm. and now Series One, I don't think is available anymore on store shelves. But no, I don't think you so. have. You can get them as eBooks in a bundle, uh, ten for the price of nine. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which the, these were already a steal in paperback. So. Yeah, get them. <laughs> Honestly, get them. I mean, I bought, yeah. I bought them all paperback. Like you said, mm. not nine for the price. Uh, sorry, I was going to say nine for the price of ten. No, <laughs> they ripped me off. Uh, ten for the price of nine, and uh, they're an absolute bargain. They really are. They, they, and I love the fact of how diverse they are as well. I mean, look at the ones mm. that are coming. We're getting such a mixed range. You know, a bit of forty k, yeah. bit of Necromunda, AOS, and and horror. You know, yeah, happy days. Can't wait for these. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like Cameron said, they're in November. Uh, right. So the last couple of little news points. Um, so the next thing we cover is obviously the recent passing of Jeff Robinson. Um, the, the, I I must admit I'm not fam- when I say I'm not familiar with him. Obviously, I knew he was mm. one of the guys that was that would do some of the sort of commentate, commentating on mm. the on the Warhammer community streams and things like that. And I believe he was a very good or one of the best StarCraft players as well. Um, I think mm. that's what I, yeah. I understand about him. But obviously, unfortunately, he passed away and, and very young as well, only 33 years old, um, mm. which is no no age at all, really. I, I yeah. believe it was due to a, a blood clot in the lung. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so real sad situation um mm. you know, cause obviously you know as you'd imagine with anyone that age it's completely out of the blue and obviously it's a big yeah. loss for the warmer community team as well so so real mm. uh, really horrible you know news to hear but uh, i believe from what i've read that there's some good charity work that is being done you know i think a foundation yeah. or is being yeah. being built off the back it was- of it I believe his family is asked to donate to i think it was south california bulldogs mm, uh, which like is that. a 
bulldog rehabilitation and adoption center in mm-hmm. South California. So, uh, if you were a big fan of him, uh, check them out and maybe give them a donation. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, did, I, I, I watched a bit of his stuff. Uh, he was, he was really nice. That's yeah. all I'll have to say. For yeah, that. no, yeah. Good, no, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I can't mm. say I'd ever seen any of his stuff. I, I, I saw the name around. I'd, I'd seen his photo mm. again when you, you were on the community page, but, you know, any, like, you know, I mean, it's never a nice thing to talk about, but, uh, but no, you know, condolences to anyone connected to him. It's, um, no, really sad, but, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's horrible to hear. And it, like I said, I think it just hits home for obviously at that age, because obviously a lot of us are around that age. You know, I'm a little bit older. You're obviously a little bit younger, but, you know, it's, mm. it's just, mm. it just shows, doesn't it, that it can happen out of, you know, out of, you could be in relatively good health and, and then all of a sudden mm. things go bad and, you know, it's so, you know, it, it's, you know, without sort of yeah, trying to sound, uh, I suppose it's just trying to prove that at the end of the day, you know, live your life to your full, really do it, you know, whether it's Warhammer or anything you want to do, just go for mm. it. Really, it really, you know, yeah. it shows because, you know, he, he was one of those, you know, from what I've read and heard, he was one of those guys, you know, he was, he was doing really well in the Starcraft scene. He was getting into the Warhammer, like the competitive Warhammer scene. Like you mm. said, he was a really nice mm. guy, really loved by everyone. And, and, you know, and then, you know, sad things happen. So no condolences to anyone mm. attached to him. Um, and lastly, uh, we've got Aeronautica Imperialis shown off yeah. now. I mean, we knew about <laughs> it again. This was revealed a little mm. while ago, but obviously now we've seen a trailer, etc., etc. Um, is this of interest to you? Um, not really. I'm kind of intrigued by the mechanics of it because it's hex based, so mm. there's no measuring out movement. There's a lot of dials on like the bases of the models, which I think are going to be for like choosing hover versus flight mode and stuff like that but i don't know um so i don't if if the mechanics are really interesting i'd like to at least try it out but i it's not immediately grabbing me i'm not one of those people who really likes airplanes uh so (laughs) yeah it's not quite hitting me not quite hitting my niche yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah no that's that's fair i mean i'm in the i'm the same boat as you it i it's one of those things where i'm i'm really glad for everyone that's because there's some people that are like yes i cannot wait for this and i i'm really happy for those people it's of no interest to me because i've just like you said the Mm. the system and i'm i mean i like planes but not in this sort of context um Mm. uh, yeah it's cool you know, I'm, I'm glad it's a thing. Like I said to me, any any games like this that come out, you know, if you're into them, happy days. If you're not, then it's it's mm. good for the people that are. So it's never, you know, someone's happy <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, so no, it's you know, it's, it's it's great in that respect. But yeah, it's not of any interest to me. Um, and obviously, I'm sure they'll show off a bit more of the rules, you know, nearer mm. the time. Because again, we've got no date for this. It's just obviously shown off as you know, in a trailer, you can obviously see you know pictures of the board and everything and it looks cool you know like mm. i said aesthetically it looks very cool but don't need it in my life <laughs> <laughs> until uh, hear me out until they say it's compatible with adeptus titanicus oh and then, and no. then we'll go but i could no. i could do a bombing i could do a bombing run on a warlord titan yeah go, i know that, that would be amazing <laughs> I, it's, I was t- we were talking about epic recently and we were talking about it on twitter as well it's just that's tugging on my strings at the moment. I'm so, mm. I so want a redone of, <laughs> of Epic. You know, we've got, we've yes. got Apocalypse, we've got Normal 40k. Mm. I know we've got uh, Titanicus, but that's technically 30k. 
give us a 40 epic 40k pack mm. please i'm holding on to that uh, <laughs> that dream <laughs> that's uh, a five mil dream <laughs> so, <laughs> one day uh, we'll have the tiny tiny men we can put on holograph yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool right well that's been all the news so that's been a nice healthy dose mm. of it um, we're going to take our next break, a very needed one. Uh, and when we return, we're going to sort of take a bet and say, are you, can, can we convince you to collect Chaos Knights mm. after the next section? <laughs> back soon. Oh, okay. Welcome back. It's time to talk Chaos Knights. Yay. Hooray. Yay. <laughs> And all their infinite destruction and loveliness. <laughs> so as promised, we have got a copy of the Chaos Knights Codex. And um, just to give you a short little spoiler, uh, it's lovely. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's sexy okay. in some ways. Um, depends which way you look at it. <laughs> and uh, also a big, huge thank you to Alchemist Workshop for providing a copy of this. Uh, the link to their website will be in the show notes. As you know, they're where I buy my models from here in the UK, and so do a lot of our listeners and followers, etc. So uh, they do great prices, um, and yeah, just go check them out. They're just great, great people. They'll, you know, you can order stuff that's not on their on their uh, shelves as well. So yeah, go check them out. And so Alchemist, we thank you <laughs> for providing the loveliest of codexes. So yeah, Chaos Knights. Where do we start? So similar to what we did with the the header knights, we're going to sort of do this in a a bit more of a casual way because obviously when we cover battle tomes and codexes, we we sometimes just go you know swap between us mm. reeling off the information. Whereas we're going to try and make this more of a conversation like we did with the header knights, and I think it sort of worked. And obviously we'll talk about our favourite bits, bits of lore that we really enjoyed or thought were quite amusing in some cases <laughs> and just give you a general gist of sort of where the chaos knights are um yeah and they're in a they're in a good place i would say mm, mm, <laughs> like i said i i really really love this codex i think considering obviously we had the imperial knights codex you know a little while ago and then obviously off the back of it they did the renegade knights index just to you know keep people tied over this one caught us by surprise didn't it really mm, yeah oh really wasn't expected because the index wasn't actually that long ago but it was the end of last year that we got it officially in print but it was about mm. a year ago that we got the actual index i guess when the imperial yeah. knights book came out uh yeah i wasn't really expecting a brand new chaos knights book uh but when we got our first preview of the beautiful new kit we were like okay yeah i guess this is a thing now uh and <laughs> hey uh spoilers it's very much a thing yeah <laughs> yeah oh it's a beautiful thing oh it's so it good. really is it is. And like I said, honestly, when you listen to what we have to say and if you see the photos and you see, you know, read any bits from it, honestly, you will be challenged. This, you know, if you've ever had to resist the call of chaos, I think this is going to be one of your most troubling mm. moments i think if you're trying to yes. resist because so good <laughs> <laughs> well look at look at cameron for example i mm. mean not you know he's gonna have a family of knights soon <laughs> yeah look, I'm, not, gonna... I'm not saying that the only new models i plan on actually buying over the rest of the year are knights but um yeah probably what it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> i i mean 
what I what I liked about particularly about this codex is the fact that and the law behind them is they're actually more interesting than you think they're going to be because mm. I, I I sort of came into this and I imagine a lot of people may be thinking the same. You come into this thinking they're knights, they're just chaos evil versions. Mm. That's it, you know, and that's where it ends. And, and, and I mean, yes, that factors into <laughs> it. They they are evil chaotic versions of the imperial knights. But there's a lot more to them. And I think when I say that, it's often where they, how they've originated and how they've got mm. to that point, I found yeah. personally was the really interesting bit. Because obviously you think, well, they've just, you know, decided to swap sides. And yes, they have in some cases, but in a lot of cases mm. they haven't. Yes. And the and how they've gone to that downfall is quite interesting. Um, mm. But I, I think what, I think the book does a really good way of showing is the fact of the the sort of history from Imperial Knights down to current day, because I think sometimes you can sort of miss that gap where they've just, mm. like I said, they're just knights that have just been around for a few years. And then, like I said, they, they convert to chaos. Whereas, you know, re- the reality is if you, you know, read the timeline is they, you, you've got, you know, back many thousands of years ago, you've mm. got the, the ships leaving Terra. So you've, you know, the first human, you know, so we're going back to, well, I suppose it would be the um, what's it, the the Dark Age of Technology yeah, it's sort like of era. The, it's like the year fifteen thousand. Yes, as opposed to like thirty thousand when the Great Crusades mm. started. Like it yeah. is, it is way back that knights have their roots. Um. <laughs> Which I don't think is obvious sometimes. I mean, it depends mm. how much of your lore you know. But I think it's nice to know that, like, yeah, you know, knights aren't. Like they're not been around for like ten years. <laughs> like they're no, not. No. They're not some new. They've been thing around forever. Bit... The Imperium just didn't find a lot of them for a while. <laughs> exactly, and that's what's great about this because you you see this sort of path where, like I said, you've got ships that have left Terra, so they're you know going like I said in you know the year fifteen thousand to you know explore the galaxy like you know mm. humanity would do. It then obviously these ships. What's great? They sh- these ships have got the the STCs for these knights like they've already got mm. the plans on them so basically they they're already thinking ahead like right when we get to a planet we'll have the technology with us f- yeah. just in case we need to build some knights because because mm. that's why not <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I love the fact that then you know obviously these ships like you'd imagine on like some some sci-fi film where you got all these all these ships end up you know get getting lost in various, you know, obviously they get lost in, in navigation. They get lost because of mm. obviously other features and, you know, and reasons. So, you know, they end up on like uh, storm planets and acid planet, you know, it's like <laughs> you can imagine all these cutaways of like, no, like as a mm. ship falls into like a pool of acid. And, <laughs> Damn it. Why did we land on this planet? Uh. Um, and I, I just find it interesting that obviously then once they've want for the, the ones that did manage to, you know, find land or find a planet and and obviously settle there the interesting thing is that they built these knights and they were half defenders as such you know a war machine but they were also half half like industrial weren't they where they Mm. were sort of they were used to basically build as well as fight and that's quite a cool concept actually i think that that that's you know think of where they are right now like you know we've got these rampaging rampaging chaos knights wanting to tear tanks and and enemies apart and like once upon a time they were builders <laughs> mm, yeah those chainsaws were clearing trees you know yeah. those yeah, those rapid yeah. those rapid fire battle cannons were for fighting dragons 
Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, I, I thought mm. that was, you know, I, I genuinely didn't know that, that they were there. Mm. I mean, it makes perfect sense when you think about it, but it's quite interesting to know that that's actually where they started, that they were, you know, almost like Transformers, where they're sort of like, yes, here you go, I'll place this building over here and just like, just pop it over there, whereas obviously, um, yeah, times have, cha- <laughs> have changed. Yes, um, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And mm. I like the fact then that it then goes on to basically where after that they, you know, they, they, that's where they're noble houses. And that's obviously a very key thing of, mm. to understand when it comes to the knights. Again, I know this is more general knight stuff as opposed to chaos <laughs> knight stuff, but I think you need to understand where knights come th- from before you can understand mm. where chaos knights are as of today. Yeah. yeah. I think that's quite crucial. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, what's your thoughts on the sort of the, the, you know, the, the noble side of things, I, you know, on the fact that they convert into this, you know, sh- you know chivalry code and things like that? Uh, I think it's really interesting. Um, I love that they play around with this idea of feudal society, but instead of the Lord being the Lord because of who he, what family he was born into, he's the Lord because he's the only one who can pilot the 20 meter tall mech suit, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah um but yeah i really like those themes especially because a a big thing that can be really interesting with chaos is playing into the fall like that fall from grace and having this i mean we whitewash the medieval era a lot honestly we go it wasn't so bad you know knights were cool the peasants didn't have that bad they had it pretty bad uh, they probably had it really bad on all these night worlds as well, but like that, those themes of grace and chivalry and everything are a perfect backdrop to force, you know, you fast forward 25,000 years and, um, it's got spikes growing out of the top and it's using its chainsaw to open up a Bane blade and pull a commissar out and that kind of stuff. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how the mighty have fallen, etc. It, it's, it gives a really clear point of this is, they were these wonderful defenders of humanity. You know, they fought for their worlds. They created civilizations and then something went wrong somewhere along the way and they've fallen into chaos. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chaos consume us, etc. Um, no, I, I really, yeah, I really dig the, uh, Chivalric background, especially because there are still traces of that that show through, mm. like, Mm. Me- mechanically traces of that show through you have a stratagem where you can challenge another knight to a duel like an enemy <laughs> yeah. knight to a duel yeah. like yeah come on fight me and if they guess your moves incorrectly you get bonus attacks basically is how that strategy works it's really good this was so thematic <laughs> it's great <laughs> yeah it's uh, I, again i it's funny because i i think for me when i first sort of discovered knights back in the day i think that this i didn't realize that i didn't make the connection between knights and chivalry like they're not they're called knights Mm. not because that sounds really cool it's actually because they are knights they're they're literally you know they're (laughs) they're organized into lances you know there's all these sort of you know they've Mm. got moral codes that they adhere to and effectively they that's you know how they how they lead their lives and and obviously what i think was really cool is the fact that based on that they then they sort of almost rejected humanity or the way that humanity mm. was going because obviously as they're protecting the the peasants so to speak <laughs> they obviously they they you know as things change in in across the galaxy because obviously once things were starting to be established in sort of these night worlds you've got situations where obviously xenos start appearing mutations mm. start happening you yeah. know as the ever evolving 
uh, you know, galaxy happens obviously when it starts going into old night and obviously what eventually becomes the, the age of strife. And it's quite interesting. The fact that they obviously, this is their, this was like their defining hour, you know, in the sense mm. that, right, well, no, we'll come and save you. We'll protect you against all these uh, monstrosities. And obviously in a way, it, even though they are, the protectors of people at this point, they end up sort of being quite insular uh, eventually mm. because obviously they, they, re, you know, they, like I said, they reject humanity going, yeah, emperor, you know, one of obviously <laughs> so this pre emperor as such, but obviously, you know, they're sort of saying, yeah, you may have your technology, but you know, we've got our code, we've got mm. our knights. Mm. It's not for us. Thanks. <laughs> we're, we're happy in our, <laughs> in our ways of dealing things. And, and it's quite, and, it, and there's a lot of irony in it because obviously the, the irony is that they, were there, you know, rifing out mutation, you know, they were sort of, you know, because obviously mm. the key thing with knights and nobles is obviously their bloodline. So they're trying to eradicate mutations, yeah. uh, which obviously was a good yeah. thing. So, because obviously when, when rebellion started happening on non knight worlds and, and you got the men of iron, you know, started, you know, where AIs basically rebelled against humanity, etc. You, you know, they were fine because in a way that they, they were, <laughs> They, they'd eradicated mutations and, you know, any psychers or anything that they were not happy about. They, they, you know, basically done away with them. Mm. And the, the irony is that they then eventually, some of them ends up falling to chaos and, 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 and to corruption. <laughs> and obviously it's really cool that they decided that because they were basically, they were in control of their machines as opposed to the other way around, mm. they obviously didn't have to deal with you know, the, the AI rebellion that, yeah, that happened yeah. over various worlds. I think that's beautiful. Mm, mm. Yeah, definitely. Like, they are, it, it's important for understanding knights as a whole, but particularly Chaos Knights, they were proud and very independent. Um, mm-hmm. Like, to the point where, like, during the Great Crusade, the Emperor found a bunch of night worlds, and most of those went, hey, cool, the rest of humanity, and joined up. But there were ones that immediately just fought back and went, no, excuse me, we're the, we, we decide our own fate, we rule this sector of space. Why would you come here and say you're better than us? Uh, and those were, I guess, the very first Chaos Knights, because they were the ones that went, actually, we don't like the Imperium <laughs> very yeah, much. Yeah. They seem yep. quite rude. <laughs> <laughs> I say good day to you, sir, and turn I my s- back. <laughs> I said good day, sir. Yes, God. I, I oh, said God. good day. Can you can you imagine an imperial like dig- dignitary getting a, an official challenge from a night pilot, just getting swatted <laughs> with a thunderstrike gauntlet and being like, "I challenge you." Oh, he's dead. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> where the where the dignitary was there taking out like a, a glove. Like they're going to have a, a glove slap fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if if you challenge someone else to a duel, you do it in your night suit, obviously, because only knights <laughs> duel each other. It's like it's your yeah. fault. You it's your fault. You weren't in the suit. I guess you forfeit the jewel because you're in no shape to show up uh. <laughs> i've just got i've just got this image of where, where they they've they've sm- they've smashed the dignitary with the th- with the gauntlet and obviously they're just literally just mush now at this point yeah the, the pilot gets out and goes to the, the the end of the gauntlet and goes and i said good day to you sir <laughs> <laughs> and all the peasants cheer and the rest of the imperial delegation looks confused and concerned uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> but oh but no it's it's it, it's 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 amazing to understand like this is actually a quite a big sort of um 
I suppose, sect of humanity, you know, where they, like I mm. said, they are their own things, these night worlds. They, and that's where, again, understanding that they've been around for a lot longer than you may imagine is key mm. to, you know, to understanding that. And obviously, and again, it's a bit like with, with, um, with the space Marines where they obviously, they, with the heresy, like the, the fall from where they were to where they are now from, you know, from a corruption point of view is, is massive. Yeah. <laughs> like this is, you know, yeah. like, it, like it was, you know, it was unheard of that <laughs> obviously, or, um, you know, it can never be thought of that space Marines would fall to chaos. And obviously they did. And, mm. and it's mm. in a way it's even harder or even worse for knights because yeah, not because of, because obviously it just sounds so bizarre, but also the fact they got, like I said, they got their code and obviously mm. I suppose they, they've got more connection in to who because obviously the, the the slight snag with space marine especially back in the day sort of pre-heresy or great crusade is obviously they they were quite detached from humanity really and mm. whereas knights were a bit even though you've got nobles and peasants so there's still that class hierarchy but at yeah. the same time they are they are protectors of their mm. planet whereas yeah. i know you could say the same about space marines but it's different because obviously the space marines uh, are on on a purpose of war but it's but they're detached mm. they're not there thinking of the yeah oh we're doing it to save the everyman they're just going out yeah. because we like mm. war and we like we want <laughs> the emperor told us to do so you know what i mean it's yeah. that slight yeah. disconnect i think like in comparison. Some, spa- some space marine chapters actively rule in their areas like the ultramarines and i believe mm. the salamanders and a few others but all knight households rule it is like part of the identity is that they are the ruling class of their local mm. area like, mm. they, they, they have to think about administration, they have to think about food distribution, trade routes, all that kind of stuff, as well yeah. as prepare for combat, if needed. And, like, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a big thing. Uh, you yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah. They, they yeah. are legitimate leaders of their people, and it's, mm. you know, it's not the people's fault that occasionally the king goes, actually, the demon says some interesting things, I would like to hear more of his ideas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> come get, come round the fireplace and listen to his story and don't come become corrupted <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's really cool i mean actually t- talking the houses i mean that's quite a key thing to understand obviously regard to what where they are now when it comes to uh, the chaos knights because obviously you know you'll now hear these two phrases being banned around which is infernal and uh iconoclast which is the mm. the two house types that you now have since they've started to fall to chaos uh mm. the uh if it, 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 it's it, it's i suppose down to what side they fell down on really and where they yeah. ended up being it's a bit it's mm. a bit fast and loose you know um cause, yeah to a degree I, I, I feel the distinction is more mechanics than the knight mm. household ones. Like in, in the Imperial Knights, your household is obviously which house your knight is derived from, and Imperial versus Adeptus Mechanicus is which greater power do you owe fealty to? Mm. In, in, in Chaos Knights, there's only Infernal and Iconoclast. And the difference yes. is Infernals are the ones that are more closely aligned with demons and the Dark Mechanicum. Mm-hmm. And iconoclasts are the ones that hold more rigidly to the house structure and are more closely related to the traitor legions and the traitor mm. titan legions. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the that's the only distinction there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah because it, it, it. I'll be honest, I don't think it's very obvious when you start reading it. You sort of have to think mm. right. So so you know because obviously in your head you're trying to right. So inferno and con- iconoclast. Like what what's the like what what what's what's on yeah. each side? And I think it, like you said, it's down to the fact that. You know, in in your head, if you compare to the Imperials, think right, these are the ones attached to 
the Adeptus Mechanica side of things. These are, and, and Mars, and these are the ones attached, you know, attached more to the Imperium as a whole, and you know, working with Space Marines, etc. Whereas, yeah. like you said, these are sort of it's it is like that because you you've slightly got you know Infernal is more based around the Dark Mechanicum and and like I said, mm. Demon side, and obviously the other side is more. But like I said, it's actually not. It's more how they've come about, like how mm. how have they what how path they have they yeah, yeah exactly what path have they gone down to to get to where they are now so like and it, and also I think the key thing well I found anyway especially when you read a lot of the 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 history and the, the what's happened is that you find that not always but generally like iconoclast is sort of where they were already. An, a knight they're already getting quite corrupt and they've just sort of naturally sort of just fallen where they i know they've got a bit too much bloodlust and mm. they've just naturally been sort of turned in a way and then the infernal mm. side feels like more like a forced turn like in the mm. sense that they've been often like they're an imperial knight they've been captured and then the dark mechanicum have used warp energy and demon um, i think like the mentions like uh, was it spectre spectrophagic demons i think yeah <laughs> is that yeah where they literally like throw loads of scrap code and mm. such like and it almost like like where it, like the the iconoclast are like yeah i want to be part of chaos and yeah the <laughs> are like you will be part of chaos it's yeah, sort of, you know, yeah. That's, how, that's how it sort mm. of feels between the two again mm. it's not as black and white as that but that's sort of the the general gist and i, I just actually talking about the 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 infernal side i just find that so grim some of the oh, things yeah. that they do. It, it's really it, dark. It's, it really is. It's vile, like, some of the things like they I, do. Iconoclast households will challenge Imperial Knights to a duel, and then they'll kill the knight, they'll kill the pilot, and they'll walk away with their honour earned. Mm-hmm. And in, an Infernal Household Knight will challenge an Imperial Knight to a duel, cripple the knight, drag it back to a dark forge world, and then mm. give it over the Dark Mechanicum to be tortured for years by, like, flooding the pilot's compartment with demons and slime and stuff like that until it finally breaks. They yep. un- they uncripple it and send it back out as a new Infernal Knight, yeah. which is pretty messed up. <laughs> it really is. And that's what took, took me aback, a really, when I was reading this. I mean, we shouldn't be shouldn't be surprised by anything in mm. 40k especially because obviously it's a very grim dark environment but this was at times like oh that is <laughs> i was yeah. not expecting <laughs> that yeah those dark mechanicum and evil bastards really oh the way yeah they do things yeah they are you know, not and, a friendly bunch <laughs> no and you know where they've literally they're pumping demons into the pilots and and also mm. i uh, that as a sort of slightly a, a smaller side one thing you need to realize as well is that the the nobles the these pilots they're very you know male or female they're but mm. they're very strong like mentally mm. and, like i think sometimes you know again you can look at the because they're of a higher class you know in your head you're thinking they're going to be a bit snobby a bit posh <laughs> bit you know you know the, the, so in the modern current world that we live in now that that's mm. the way they're going to be that they're just they're just you know because there were a certain bloodline that you know because daddy was the the was a king before <laughs> that you know they're part of this now whereas that's not like to be mm. an a, a, a noble to be a pilot of a knight is sort of I wouldn't, I'm not going to make a direct comparison to becoming a space marine, but you, you've, you know, it's not because it's not like yeah, that. But you've yeah. got, you know, you're not, you can't be just nobody. You can't just be, oh, here's the yeah, keys. Yeah. <laughs> Go it and is, drive it. It is less 
physically demanding than becoming space mm. marine, but I would say it is more mentally and spiritually mm. demanding, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd say so. To become a space marine, you've got to survive a whole bunch of physical changes. To be a night pilot, you have to survive all of your ancestors yelling at you what to do every second of every day. <laughs> <laughs> Like, great-grandpa's back there saying, in my day, we killed all the her- heretics. Now you're saying you swear allegiance to corn? <laughs> day, sir, yeah. I spit upon your soul, etc., etc., until <laughs> until you go to the Dark Mechanicum and get them to inject a bunch of demons into the throne, and then grandpa gets eaten, and it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good point. Yeah, but, like, it's... yeah, it, it, it is, like, part of the reason Imperial Knights are so loyal is they have all of their ancestors in the back of their head going... You must obey. You must be part of the Imperium. You must protect your people. And Chaos Knights are the ones who endured all that and then went, no, actually, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, again, another key thing uh, to know about, which is <clears throat> something that you hinted at near the start of the show with regards to the uh, the way that their, I suppose, their cockpit is <laughs> is uh, is based upon. So, you know, effectively, you've got, two types you've got the throne mechanicum and you've got the helm mechanicum Mm -hmm. so basically the throne mechanicum is the one you have in the the bigger knights you know your Mm -hmm. well well if we're talking from a chaos it'd be your your despoilers your desecrators etc whereas the the helm one is ones you would see in like your armigers for example Mm -hmm. war dogs from a chaos point of view and the the sort of they do have slight similarities um but they are quite different at the same time. So obviously, if you imagine, you know, you're sat in your in the uh, the pilot seat of the night, and obviously, you know, all the all, you know, like you would see it in a lot of other types of media where you've got, mm. you know, it's all wired up to your to your brain and your nervous tissue, you know. So basically, you can feel the emotions of the night. Mm. You're basically connected, you know, on a on a mind and you know spiritual yeah. uh, level yeah. as well. And mm. uh, and like like Cameron was saying, <laughs> be, you know, the the whole point of the throne mechanicum is that you've got basically the, I suppose they're, they're called geists a lot or they or like mm. techno spirits. So basically you've got, like they said that you've got the former pilots, which like Cameron said is they're probably former family members. Cause obviously mm. this whole noble household uh, bloodline situation is that like I said, they're literally <laughs> screaming in your ear <laughs> like as you're, as you're connecting to this night. And it's, it's quite a haunting experience. Mm. And that plays in to one of the sort of, well, because we haven't really said this, of how you become a knight in the first place, which is basically called the the ritual of becoming. So basically, you know, I think it's when they, they turn about 18, either 16 yeah. or 18 mm. years old on, on their particular planet. Um, they, they go to the, what's called the Chamber of Echoes, um, which is basically this lovely, <laughs> well, <laughs> lovely place by the sound of the name of it. Uh, you're basically, you know, you, you imagine you've got all these different throne mechanicums sort of hooked up. Obviously all the, all the, you know, possible, uh, can, candidates will basically get hooked up to these throne mechanicum and they basically, <laughs> I love this, they're, they're basically left in the, in the dark, literally mm. in this, uh, the chamber and they then have to basically last, well, effectively the night or such, um, mm. or a certain amount of time where they're there dealing with the, their, uh, ancestors and, and family members <laughs> and obviously see if they can actually bond with the knight and actually take control of the knight. And it's basically, that is the one test they have to do. So effectively, obviously if they fail, um, mm. that could involve where they basically go insane or their mind literally breaks or hemorrhages mm. in yep. some cases. Yep. Um, or like I said, they overcome it and then they become <laughs> a pilot, you know, 
Yeah, so it's quite a, quite a simple exam, <laughs> 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 if you want to call it that way. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's quite interesting. Um, and actually, going back to the Helm Mechanicum, which, like mm. I said, is the one that you'd see in the Armagers. That's it's different in the sense that obviously you're still connected to your machine, but obviously the the the, the one key thing to that's a difference is that the that basically the, they're tied to a throne mechanicum of the bigger knights. So effectively, mm. you're, you're the uh, you know you're the the whipping boys of the, <laughs> of, the of the knights. So basically, you get you know they and to the point where the knight, uh, you know, the, sorry the the pilot of the throne mechanicum in the bigger knight can basically can take direct control of the mm. helm mechanicum in the armiger knights, for example, yeah. and then yeah. you know say basically take control and tell them what to do. So, mm. which, you know, sort of makes sense. This whole knight class system, they're basically the squires, I suppose, wouldn't they be? Yeah. In a way. Or the, so uh, or the hunting hounds, depending on how you, how much you actually <laughs> yeah. appreciate them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so, you know, going on to like the various houses, uh, mm. of the, of the current houses, obviously of the, uh, the chaos knights. Yeah. Is there any that sort of stood out to you that were quite interesting? Um, I really liked House Chimera, uh, which is mm-hmm. an interesting house because uh, it was actually a loyalist imperial house. Uh, and when the Cicatrix Maledictum, the Great Rift, opened up, uh, they fought against Chaos and protected their world until the Rift opened far enough to swallow it. Um, and just before this, uh, imperial forces started attacking them when they were still loyalists. And they went, why are you attacking us? Like, well, you're enemies of the Imperium. And they went, no, we're not. And at which point, the Cicatrix <laughs> Maledictum swallowed their world. Uh, and it turns out, all over the galaxy, House Chimera Knights had been emerging from the Great Rift and attacking Imperial worlds and putting them to the, putting them to the sword. Um, so, time travels interestingly in the warp, and although it's not mm. explicitly stated, I feel the timeline is, in the original timeline, House Chimera defends its world against chaos until it's swallowed, spends a few hundred years in the warp, gets corrupted, and then starts crusading against the Imperium. But the, how that timeline broke out was House Chimera as corrupt knights appear, begin attacking Imperium. Imperium attacks loyalist House Chimera, drives <laughs> them drives them into the warp, where they become corrupted, thus perpetuating the horrific circle of violence. Uh, that I love that it. theory. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just crazy. Like, we're loyalists. Why are you attacking us? Like, well, you burned all these hundreds of worlds. Like, we didn't. We were here defending our world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, we, we have to flee into this warp rift to escape total destruction with our, of our people. <laughs> yeah. And then, then they start showing up everywhere as these horrific chaos knights. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I see what happened here. Yeah. <laughs> that unfortunate, space space yeah. and time. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, warp I'll- travel can send you back before you left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. I think, and I think that's mm. what's interesting about a lot of these houses and the way they've what's how they've led to their downfalls is that mm. they're not just simple. Yeah, we really liked killing and thought it was cool, so we decided yeah. to join chaos and, yeah. and wear leather jackets. <laughs> um, we, you know, we sort of <laughs> we, like you get these weird, you know, timey timey wimey spacey mm. wacy sort of uh, you know weirdness with the uh, warp travel and stuff uh, no i like that one um mm. i think the one that i particularly liked um which is on the infernal side which is house uh Comentus. that's the ones where they are basically on a desert planet mm. and basically the nobles but you know pre-chaos they would basically hunt and fight with beasts and it was like a way of showing yes. how great you are you'd you'd, yeah. you know, you'd go look i've killed this beast and tamed it and and all these sort of things and then 
and obviously they um, the great great crusade turns up, wipes mm. out all the beasts, strips the <laughs> land of minerals, and and then somehow the house still go. Oh, okay, we'll we'll still <laughs> we'll still join you. Which I find a bit bizarre, but I suppose they're probably thinking, okay, mm. the, the, these guys mean business, so um, yeah. they pledge themselves to the Omnissiah. So they go, like I said, mm-hmm. they decide to obviously join Mars and, and the um, Adeptus, well, the Mechanicum at that point. And mm-hmm. then what's really cool is that basically in M33, they basically convert to chaos by, due to a demon incursion where there's no records of it. And basically mm-hmm. what they do now is they fight for the dark Mechanicum, as you'd imagine, but they mm-hmm. uh, basically hunt demons instead. So yeah. which yeah. Are, rather than beasts, which is awesome. <laughs> so you've got these knights, taking on like demons and greater demons like on some big oh that'd be such a cool game mm. oh <laughs> why can't oh that'd be just, awesome just a box with a chaos knight and a bloodthirster <laughs> yeah or have it in like a, you know in titanicus mm. sort of scale yeah so again mixed in like warcry you know warcry obviously you've got the chaotic beasts mm. that are sort of neutral but imagine like some sort of you know, yes. sort of, yeah, that. that'd be good. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Tangent. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So like I said, they fight for the dark mechanic and they hunt demons. Um, and obviously the demons now, cause obviously like Cameron said earlier, where the infernal side is obviously very closely linked to de- the demon side of things that basically they take over the nobles body and mm. soul effectively. And then over time the pilots basically wither to to and to turn into warp fissure and then mm. and then basically when when they sort of like you know finally just their body gives away and collapse the demon breaks out and then finds the next aspirant and going to be the yeah. next pilot yeah. love it love it <laughs> that is awesome it's i just think that's awesome. that's so yeah. cool see again this is why we're saying how good this codex is you've got some really cool oh yeah it's <laughs> like this yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i mean you get like we said before, you do get some more uh, generic situations, you know, where, mm. like I said, they've, you know, they've... Off, off, um, I find that bloodlust seems to be a common theme with a lot of them, mm. uh, especially on the free... Bla- uh, well, dread blades, I should say, because dread yeah. blades are the, the mm. chaos version of free blades, you know, the, the base of the mm. independent ones. Yeah. Um, and that's actually a crucial thing to actually note as well, is that these house... Uh, I suppose labels that are being given like iconoclast mm. and and such like is actually given to them by the Ordo Hereticus as well. Yeah, this is so, yeah, that's the key. Yeah. yeah, it's not like they call themselves ah, we're part yeah. of the Infernals. Look, we've got we've got the sewn in badges on our on our mm. jackets. You know, sort of. Thing. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they do. Yeah, put yeah. probably skin and flesh in some cases. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, some of the Dreadblades are actually really cool. Um, in mm. particular, I'm a massive fan of Hope's Shroud, which was a knight that swore lo- loyalty to Goge Vandire, who was the Ecclesiarch who tried to take over the Imperium mm. at one point. I know this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, be- it became a Dreadblade because it killed, like, tens of thousands of Imperial soldiers and still couldn't defend Goj Vandaya, and it's made it its mission to kill Sisters of Battle to, like, avenge, yep. avenge Goj Vandaya, because they were the ones who killed him eventually. Uh, yeah. and it's, and it's not even strictly a Chaos Knight, because it also mm. occasionally fights other Chaos Knights and Chaos yeah. Space Reinforcers. It just does what it wants. Anyone who will help it kill Sisters of Battle, it fights alongside. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that one particularly, because mm. I, I love the fact that, Obviously, because because I think from memory the the sisters of battle were were his bodyguards. I think mm. and they killed yeah. they killed him because um, yeah. obviously they found out he was corrupt basically. And then I think later in the codex it basically says that 
that Hope Shroud, as part of the timeline, basically goes mm-hmm. on to uh, kill the canonesses of different mm, yeah. uh, battle groups. And like, I think the, the, the knight ends up killing six of them to signify mm. the six bodyguards that killed yeah. Van Deer. And if you actually look at the illustration in the book, it has six skulls hanging from chains across the yeah, there you Oh, wait, go. no, never mind, there's seven. Huh? They ruined it. God damn oh. it. You didn't Photoshop oh. out the one skull, Games Workshop? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to look now. Where is, where is it? Yeah. Uh, it's got like six uh, across the torso, but it's got one up on the top carapace that I just noticed Oh, <laughs> well... He- well, it depends. I suppose that was that that time in in history. So maybe he's he's found a seventh one. He's mm, he's working. Maybe. He's he's, he's realised he, he he hasn't got as much room on the lower chains. Mm, so he's like, oh, I have to yeah. put it on one of my higher ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's, yeah. There's some any any others that you um, stand out to you? I'm I'm a big fan of two others, which is the Gilded King, just for the mm. name. It's a cool <laughs> night. It's mysterious. Uh, it's off on a quest, actually. In the uh, in the timeline, it's off to find the Green Knight, which is an Imperial Freeblade, yep. uh, to duel it, which is awesome. Uh, but my favorite other one is probably Sire of Doom, uh, mm-hmm. which is a Dominus Castellan knight uh, that was captured by the Dark Mechanicum and was wired into basically a giant warp generator uh, <laughs> until... It's never actually turned completely to chaos. All the sigils and stuff on it have been drawn on by the Dark Mechanicum. It's just so confused and blind at this point that it attacks anything in front of it. So the Mechanicum lead it around, basically like with a carrot on a stick, to destroy the enemies of chaos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Again, it's that whole torture thing that mm. they, they seem to play into. Because it, it, it's funny that... that that that's the way they seem to do it instead of sort of going where they they don't try and convince it to to uh to turn they sort of like do it by these means mm. like it's almost like they don't know any other way to do, to yeah. sort of to convert them so you know mm. like i said just pumping it full of scrap code etc but also it shows how resistant they are because like you said it mm. mentions quite a few times when this happens it's often a year or so before they break and you're thinking really <laughs> like that is a long <laughs> amount of time but it shows how resistant not just only the noble is i.e mm. the pilot but also how resistant the knight is because again that's another thing it, they are you know sometimes one and the same thing but not so you know sometimes yeah. obviously the, the the pilot can give out because obviously effectively they're just human so they will you know obviously they've got their limitations but the knight has its own personality and situation going on as well so sometimes they can you know effectively mm. make decisions <laughs> as per <laughs> not what the uh the noble ones it's not i suppose it's like taming a wild beast isn't it you can have yeah. the master but obviously if the master's not around then sometimes mm. they can you know obviously go a bit rogue <laughs> um i mean with the dreadblades one i particularly liked was uh Decimer Incarnate Slaughter, uh, formerly formerly known as uh, the the artist formerly known as Incarnate Valor. <laughs> Where, this is the one that basically, and this is quite cool. Because again, you always think of them always fighting. You know, it's always mm. Imperium versus Chaos. But this is the one that that fought uh, High Fleet Hydra. So mm. this is also one that fought Tyranids, and mm. basically it was the you know so it was fighting this part particular part of the High Fleet. It was the last night at the point, and basically it was killing like it was up to I think it was up to its like carapace in in like <laughs> in like tyranid blood basically and then mm. all of a sudden it, it, it keeps killing and then basically a warp breach appears mm. under its feet and and, and, te- and literally whisks it away <laughs> yeah and then and now it's a tyranid hunter 
So yeah. even though like, technically it's a dread blade, it's a chaos, but not mm. to such because again, it's you know this is the this is the way you got to differentiate. Sometimes it's just because they're a chaos knight doesn't mean they're you know like mm. you said earlier, Cameron doesn't mean they're like fully chaos. Sometimes they're fighting other yeah. knights. Sometimes they're yeah. fighting tyranids. It's not just them against the Imperium, which is really mm. cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's any other houses that I thought were particularly uh, tasty as well, because this mean, well, they all are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, House Lucaris is nice just because they were loyal to the Lunar Wolves and the Sons of Horus. Uh, mm-hmm. But after Horus's death, they actually abandoned the Black Legion because they saw them as traitors to Horus. Because like the the Knight households oaths were sworn to Horus, and like the Black Legion said, actually Horus wasn't that great. Uh, let's just follow Abaddon instead, and they didn't like that <laughs> yeah. uh, no. very much. Uh, but they have recently uh, seemed to have sealed that breach. Uh, they've started showing up a- alongside the Black Legion again, which is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, <coughs> exactly. Um, and actually, talking of when I was talking about um, House Commentus earlier, mm-hmm. um, I like the one the the knight uses the example of, it, which is Kyopis, um or Co. Coyoptis, uh, prey seeker. Uh, this is one that was this this particular night. I think it was a uh, rampager, and yeah. uh, basically it was so violent and, and obviously up for a fight at all times that if it needed to, it would kill its own pilot. It was so desperate <laughs> for, for things to be killed, it would kill its own pilot in whatever way. Um, mm. And then, but then what would happen is that that obviously that pilot would become a geist in mm. in the throne mechanicum, and then it would torture the next pilot. <laughs> so you've got this, <laughs> this cycle going of it killing its own pilot. And then uh, the, basically the current pilot, uh, she survives at the moment because basically she just makes sure that her knight is always killing stuff. So effectively, uh. it doesn't try to kill her. <laughs> it's all, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, dear. Great. No, I, I love it. I love the the inspiration behind a lot of mm. these knights. And I think, and then this is what I think we when we keep banging on about the fact that, you know, you'll listen to this hopefully and you'll be thinking, I really want to <laughs> start yeah. a Chaos Knights. Yeah. Because that's the key thing is they've all... All, they've got all their stories, you know, because obviously we're just making examples here, but they've, they've all got stories behind them. They've all got background. They've all got personality. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, if you're a very, a very narrative driven player or collector, you know, you can make, if you get a night or so, you can make them whatever you want. I mean, I know you can do mm-hmm. that anyway, but, you know, you know, with you, some of these stories as inspiration, I would say, because you can come up with some yeah. really cool, you know, backgrounds for them if you chose, mm-hmm. you know, choose to. Mm, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, right, I'm trying to think about if there's anything else of note, really, um, um, without going too <laughs> detailed. <laughs> I mean, like, if you get this book, pay attention to the um, to the saga of destruction, the timeline bit, because there is just mm. a million interesting things. I'm actually very interested in one thing, which is uh, Psychic Rain. There's a colossal alien cyborg known as the Cacodominus, Mm. That uses its psychic abilities to essentially conscript seventeen dreadblades and charges them with all these different missions, uh, including things like killing an entire alien species, protecting time itself against Kairos Fate Weaver, all that kind of weird stuff. While the Cacodominus goes around conquering star systems, eventually uh, the Legio Cybernetica and the Black Templars actually kill this weird Xenos thing that's never explained what it is. It's just a big alien cyborg. Um, and even though it's dead, those 17 Dreadblades don't care. They keep doing what they were assigned to do. Um, 
as long as it, it doesn't matter if it, if the cacodominus is dead as long as what it wants is done and i want to know what the cacodominus is so if anyone mm. can figure it out let me know uh, <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's just yeah. like yeah it's filled with these like little references to characters or creatures that are really interesting it's like mm. yeah there's lots of good stuff <laughs> yeah no i agree and i mean the bit after that i find quite interesting the way it sort of mm. talks about these nine worlds that in a decade felt chaos and it refers yeah. to this this particular figure called manat um mm. that seems to be it didn't really describe you know who he is and mm. you know, like it says sometimes on a planet he's seen as a villain sometimes a hero and he seems to be mm. going from planet to planet you know, corrupting, you know, these, uh, <laughs> these worlds to fall to chaos. So again, I'm intrigued to know who, <laughs> what character yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, like, like Cameron said, going to the, uh, the saga of destruction part of this codex is great. Cause like I said, you've got some <laughs> really tasty little bits of lore. Mm. I mean, unfortunately they're always like one little paragraph and you think, oh, yeah. just want a little bit more, but please. There's, there's so many good <laughs> things. There's like, um, there's false idol. So there's a night rampager that gets covered with the skin and fat of its victims to the point where a bunch of flayed mm. ones, flayed ones believe it's a Catan and they start yeah. worshipping it and it's so insane it doesn't even notice them following it around. It's just like this, <laughs> like imagine that as a narrative, a narrative game, have a Necron army with a Night Rampager. Mm. Like that that'd be, awesome. that'd be really cool. It's just like, we don't know why it doesn't attack us, but we'll use it, I guess. Well, I'm a 40k mercenary companies. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, the one thing I liked as well, uh, which I think I mentioned in the Discord last night, which is the to hunt the hunters, the crew one. Yeah. So basically you've got the, these, these crew basically take down a, a war dog, you know, an arm, a marmiga. Mm. And basically they, obviously as part of their tradition, they basically eat the, uh, the pilot inside. And then obviously, but, Un- unknown to them they basically release a demon in mm. out of the obviously the, the the dead pilot and basically this burns runes onto the crew unknown to them and then effectively a load of knights like a lance of knights comes down and wipes them all out because basically those runes <laughs> ended up being a tracking beacon yeah <laughs> that is so awesome <laughs> oh, it's that is so, so great it's so it good. really is it is, um, mm. but yeah, I mean, again, you get reference to the black, the thirteenth Black Crusade. Uh, mm. There's reference to obviously when the the corn demons appear on Armageddon. Uh, you got white scars fighting Sinesh. Uh, you got all sorts. You got orcs. <laughs> you got uh, Canis Rex is mm. is mentioned. You know the uh, yeah. Sir Hector. Um, yeah. You know, so there's a, a showdown where yeah, I think yeah, where, I think this particular night, um, yeah, the hatred of of Crastelan, Basically joins up with the uh, the renegade space marines, the company of misery, and then basically they mm. slaughter so much, and then they, they obviously that then turns into a distress beacon, obviously to basically goad um, mm. Hector and and the Canis Rex to you know for a big showdown because obviously again yeah. turning back to that whole chivalry and you know mm. Mm. and such like so yeah really cool really good artwork as well so I'm just yes. looking at, yeah oh my god um, yeah that's so good. <laughs> actually one thing actually one thing we need, we need to cover is actually talk about the different types of knights as well um because obviously now as we know from a model perspective we've got mm-hmm. the the knight's uh desecrator and the knight's rampager which yeah. is actually yeah. the same kit and basically the one thing to know about the chaos knights in comparison to the imperial knights is obviously imperial knights have very set 
uh, types. Obviously, you've got your, you know, your gallants, your paladins, crusaders, etc. And ultimately, mm. it's determined really by their configuration of their weapons. That's the, the real key yeah. thing. Um, yeah. What sort of, I think is really cool, what they've done with the Chaos Knights, is that basically, okay, the Desecrator and the Rampager are sort of two pre-done, mm. you know, set type of knights. And then basically, what is the, would be the uh, Questorus class i think mm. on the imperial side is now yeah. the basically the the despoiler on yeah. the um on the chaos side and basically a despoiler is is basically that type of class of knight but can have any weapon configuration that they want again mm. that that mm. Com- that comes in very nicely into the way that chaos works and so it's like i want this big gun i want this big chainsword i'm gonna do what i want thanks mm. yeah <laughs> if i and want then, it i'm gonna have yeah. it and they have like interesting law reasons you can have for it as well. Like this certain house, Mycorphus, uh, worships Nurgle, and because they're covered in living rust, they can't use complex laser weaponry. So they only use battle cannons and Avenger Gatling cannons and rocket pods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas House Thryn has a world where the law is that of the blade. So if you can take a chainsword, you have to take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, these aren't like rules. They're like fluff things, but like every yeah. single despoiler has a chainsword because you have to be able to duel properly on that, mm-hmm. in that household and stuff like that. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, they didn't give us night tyrants with like dual volcano lances or anything like that. I think that would be no. like, Let me take two harpoons. Let me take two harpoons, please. <laughs> yeah. God. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so basically, the, like the Knights Tyrant is basically the the Dominus mm. class version in Chaos Knights. So, what would be your <laughs> Castellant on um, on the Imperial Knights side? You got the Knights Tyrant again. They're basically the big arrogant ones. Well, they're all arrogant to a degree, but these ones <laughs> think they're so invincible that <laughs> they uh, they basically become the epitome of it. Basically, so um, and yeah, and obviously you got your War Dogs, which are your Armager mm-hmm. type class ones. Obviously, they're used for flanking and and you know in hunting mm. packs and things like yeah. that so yeah um but yeah you know and obviously they <clears throat> the, the irony with them as well is that often they hate the the pilots of the the proper mm. knights or the bigger knights because obviously they're the it's this sort of master slave situation going on here and yeah. obviously what Obviously, they want to be part of the glory as well, and obviously, mm. because obviously you got your geists in the background whispering to you, you know, they they end up starting to turn against their masters. But obviously, the the downside is they can't properly turn against them because, like I said earlier, mm. they the throw mechanicum basically overrules the hell mechanicum. So yeah, they, yeah, mm, all very cool. And then you mm. got the um, they got the other ones like the uh, the idolators. These are basically the 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 I suppose they're like tech priests of the Dark Mechanicum that maintain the knights. They like perform rituals and mm. and sacrifices and and they basically learn the ways of of the uh, Throne Mechanicum. Because again, they, I suppose you know being the Mechanicum, they they're still trying to work out how things work. Because obviously this is technology <laughs> going back to you know the Dark Age of technology, mm. Um, mm. like we said earlier. And actually, one thing just because it's reminded me. One another quite cool little fact to know because it gets mentioned a couple of times in the codex is that to the point where there was times where the like I said earlier the thought of of knights converting to chaos was so unheard of they would actually like kill imperial mm. officers for yeah. even think like like no I swear I saw a chaos you know knight attack <laughs> the imperium no no you didn't <laughs> shoot him in the head you know for treason <laughs> and unlike and and isn't there a little story i think in the in the saga of destruction where they um they 
they were getting like this planet was getting attacked by chaos knights and they yes. were like we're getting attacked and then mm. and then the, the adeptus mechanicus were like no no you're not Can't, mm. you're, you're lying they, that yeah. would never happen yeah so don't 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 defend yourself specifically <laughs> get slaughtered. Was, yeah specifically it was a dread blade that used to be part of house hawk shroud and had like fallen and they're like no house hawk shroud has sworn to defend you to say otherwise is heresy often no resistance yeah, and they just get wiped out. Seesaw see communications and the Mechanicus blocked their phone number, basically, and went, we don't want to hear yeah. about it. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, isn't it? It's, I love it. I love it. I love mm-hmm. these little tidbits of lore where, again, I think what's, you know, because, you know, it's a it's a relatively small codex in general because obviously mm. there's only so much they can f- uh, flesh it out. But honestly, if you can, like I said, if you can read it and... Uh, and obviously, you know, get for more details of obviously, in addition to what we're talking about, it's wor- definitely worth it. You know, you just have a quick read of it because mm-hmm. it's so inspiring, I think. And it's, and it's one of those where I just hope this go- leads on to things lore wise in the future. Like, mm. uh, obviously, I'm not saying another codex, but if they may add it into another codex, obviously, if we see, I know, some future Chaos Space Marine codexes, like if they split off World Eaters and yeah. Emperor's Children one day, hopefully, fingers crossed, <laughs> they they may, you know, they may add to this. And obviously things that we've seen with the, with like uh, Vigilus and things like that, you know, we, I know it won't, we'll, it'll be just tidbits of information, but I think they've got such a lovely, solid base of lore when it comes to Chaos Knights now with this, mm. that I can't wait to see what else they may do with them or, you know, story-wise, we'll add with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, not really. I mean, uh, I just want to say I was right when we were speculating about the Chaos Knights Codex, and I said there should be something that lets you be a psyker. Uh, there is. There's a Zinch relic that turns a knight into a psyker that knows smite. Mm. It's yeah. very good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've thought of everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially because if you perils, you automatically explode. Uh, if you die from perils, I should say, you automatically explode as though you'd roll a six, which is nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm. uh, it's pretty good. It's, it's it a is. Good codex. It's lots of it's lots of fun stuff. I don't know if anything is necessarily the strongest, but it, it's a it's a lot of fun stuff, and it mm. pairs well with a lot of other chaos stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's been the Chaos Knights Codex. We're going to take our last little break, and I'm definitely not going to look up Chaos Knights on Alchemist um, <laughs> after this. And uh, when we return, we're going to visit the cities of Sigmar. Back shortly. Right. Let's bring it on home. Last segment of the show. Discussion topic time. Time to talk about the cities of Sigmar. So, <laughs> right, we know the Battle Tome is coming out at some point this year, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would <Yeah>. hope. <laughs> I would assume in, like, the next couple of months. Yes, that would be a solid guess. So so we thought we'd discuss about the cities, what we think, what we may see, etc., etc. So, I mean, we know that there has been some cities confirmed as in confirmation is in the, in the page on the community site where it mentions mm. <laughs> these cities. So you can sort of guess they're going to be in there. So um, as far as I can see, we've got seven cities that have been confirmed, I think. Yeah. Uh, something along those lines. You've got Hamahal. That's there. Mm-hmm. So that's the, you know, that's the city that's 
uh, split over two realms, Ashki and mm-hmm. and Gairan. Um, so you got that one. That's an obvious one. Uh, you've yep. got the Living yep. City, which is also in Gairan, which is the one that was built mm-hmm. by Ariel. Yeah, uh, what else we got? I'm looking forward to seeing more about that. Honestly, yeah, we've not heard we've not heard a ton about it. No, well, that's the thing. Some of these cities are very prominent, like Hammerhall. I mean, there's mm. there's literally, yeah. you know, stories named after it, so <laughs> that sort of makes sense. But like I said, there's some, like so especially some of the uh, Sylvaneth related ones, like with Ariel. It'd be interesting what they do with those because uh, mm. we haven't. Like, do you think that with some of these cities, they're going to focus? the rules and the the way they're built on the, mm. on the prominence of it like so like if you like use one that which is a a very prominent stormcast city do you think that they yeah. like that will focus the the, the the you know the battalions and things like that yeah i i reckon how it's going to go is they're going to have different rules for who they can include without using ally points from other order factions like i have a feeling they'll all be able to take stormcast without using up ally points yeah and then, yeah. like the city, the city of life will be able to take Sylvaneth without using ally points. Hammer Hall actually will be able to take Fire Slayers without using ally points or something like that. Mm. Yeah, so like sort of help round, like give that feel of mixed order, even though it's technically still a Cities of Sigma, not generic order. <laughs> yeah, book. yeah, it's like I feel, I feel that, but I feel they will definitely yeah theme the battle tones. Mm-hmm. Which could be interesting. Like I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of Stormcast either way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's this, a this given. Is, this, yeah. is, this is yeah. secretly the fifth Stormcast battle tone. <laughs> yeah, us. we're just slipping uh, out. <laughs> it's, it's Stormcast and friends. <laughs> it's the yeah. only, or, that's the only difference. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think yeah. you're right there. I mean, I, <clears> I, I think I, I sort of have a feeling as well is that the they may restrict it as well to the city in the sense that if like say mm. a city is based around stormcast like in the, the law it's got you know there's generally mm. you've got stormcast free guild and dispossessed for example are the yeah. three yeah. that is what you're limited to like you almost go mm. or and like you said or maybe they're the ones you can take and everyone else has got to be allies if you want them mm. whereas because yeah. because they they're not traditionally there because obviously yeah you know yeah. you could argue well Yes, I'm sure most of these cities have got a combination of all the races. There's always going to be some elves there. There's probably going to be some mm. Duard in there, mm. for example. But like, like for example, the uh, if you look at the city of Anvilgard, which is the one that's predominantly run by the Anvils of the Heldenhammer, but also the or, the Order Draconis is there as well. So, ah, so. Yeah. In the law, so you think, well, is that mm. is that you know? So they, you can sort of, I'm thinking in my head that right, they're going to be definitely one of the factions. Mm. Um, so and then like the what's it, the noise of the Phoenicium, the Phoenicium, Phoenicium, <laughs> yeah, that sort of that was retaken by Phoenix Guard. Yeah. So you're thinking, right? So I'm sure they're going to be a prominent, you know, unit yeah. of it. Yeah. But then, does that mean Actually- you could take Sylvaneth in there? Maybe yeah, not because um, they have no connection. Potentially, I don't know. Yeah. So, so like a slight aside. <clears throat> I just, just you mentioning like the uh, Order Serpentis or Order Draconis or whatever you said. Mm-hmm. Maybe I looked back at the uh, to be discontinued list and I realized there's no former Dark Elf stuff on there. I'm pretty sure. That's right. Yes. Yeah. No, it's mainly mm-hmm. High Elves that are taking the hit. Yeah, but like, so we're not losing any of the Dark Elves on Black Dragons. Or no, Dark Elves I don't on- believe so. So, which is yeah. good. 
Yeah, no, that's good. But I'm wondering what it means, Matthew. What it means. Sorry, <laughs> I'm distracting us with conspiracy theories. Are shadow elves closer than we think? Well, uh, maybe, or, yeah. Or are dark elves a more important part of Cities of Sigma than we think? Or is it the fact that a lot of their models are a bit more recent and a bit more, they mm. think maybe that these are ones that would just suit better yeah, from a model perspective? That. No, I mean, Although, I, I, it could be I, more, I, right? I said, yeah, I'd, I'd say the Dark Elf Spearmen are starting to show their age. Mm, but, yeah. Like, the Corsairs and the Executionists and stuff are still pretty good. I'll yeah. Agree. Yeah. And the really... Cold One Riders, mm, beautiful. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually technically Malice Darkblade is going to come back and, <laughs> and lead them Ooh. all. <laughs> Ooh. You're, you're speaking my language. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. But I think we're going to get some interesting stuff. I would like to see, like, battalions focused on the theme of each city. Like, mm-hmm. if we saw, like, if we saw, if Excelsis is in there, I think that's what it's called, Excelsis, the uh, city in the realm of beasts with the big spike of prophecies going Yeah, the one that's in uh, City yeah. of Secrets and Kalos yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, if that comes around, I would love to see, like, a more, like, artillery focused one because they're meant to have Stormcast and a whole bunch of the Iron Weld Arsenal like yeah. defending the walls and stuff mm-hmm. I think would be good and then you know City of Life you've got a battalion with a bunch of Sylvaneth maybe you can take the bigger Sylvaneth as well in the battalion or something like that mm-hmm. have tree lords yeah. around it would, yeah. it, would, it would make sense like it, like and also like the grey water fastness as well they're, mm. they're in the law they're focused around war machines and cannons so you could see that yeah. you know that you know, it's almost like you'll get rewarded for you know potentially taking those sort mm. of units maybe um take a load of steam tanks um <laughs> that'd be great uh yeah maybe i again i think i just have the sneaky feeling it's going to be but like anything it'll be buffs and limitations you you mm. can take these units you can't take these units but if you do take these units and be part of this city you get these battalion you know uh buffs and yeah and uh advantages for for doing so um yeah I, I and like you said i think i think stormcast will feature in all of them because pretty much most of these big cities have got a storm host that's attached to them in some sort of way mm, mm. you know so it would make sense for that to to be the the the, mm. the situation um I, I mean there's a few other cities that aren't mentioned in there so it depends uh, these are sort of because the thing is how many they're they going to do because like i said there's definitely seven mentioned in there which is Hammerhall, Living City, Tempest Eye, Greywater mm. Fastness, Hallow Heart, Anvil Guard, and the Phoenicium. So you got those mm. are def like they they're mentioned. So, but there's no mention of Glim's Forge. Now that's an odd one because obviously we know that yeah. that mm. <laughs> they're having undead problems <laughs> in Glim's Forge. So, but you know you could have something off the back of them. You could have. Mm. Uh, you know, where they specialise in dealing with Nighthaunt, for example. Um, I don't know. There's, mm. um, but like going back to what you're saying about the uh, Dark Elves, like for example, there's mm. a there's a city called Barrack uh, Hormnar, which is basically mm. a, a, a Caradron Overlord's skyport. It's it's called the City of Shadows in Shimon, and that's ba- most of the most of the people, civilians or whoever's in there, they're mainly pirates. So I'm wondering if mm. that's maybe where they may introduce, you know, d- you know, dark elf uh, mm. pirates and such like. Yeah, the scourge privateers and good. such. So mm. Mm, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I think to be honest, it, I think they may just stick to that seven they've mentioned because that's still quite a lot of mm. cities. 
that you could base it on. You know, because obviously they're not going to yeah. come out with 20. Because <laughs> that would just be <laughs> insane. So, hmm. don't know. Food for thought, yeah? But yeah. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see what they do, though, I must admit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really cool, and I, I and it, it'd be one of those things where I'm, you know, where I, I may 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 not happen, mm. but they they do these initial seven, and then maybe introduce some more later down the line. Maybe mm. in like General's Handbook, even White Dwarf. Yeah. You know, yeah. you never know where they sort of do these smaller cities because why not? <laughs> yeah, honest. exactly. Why not? Indeed. Mm. And ah. also, it depends how. You know, like when we were talking about the Wanderers and uh, Kenothi earlier, I wonder how that could make, you know, if that becomes a thing, mm. I wonder how that would fit mm. into all this as well. Because obviously Wanderers are mentioned, aren't they, in the, uh, yes. as being yeah. definitely part of it. It's just, I wonder if they would fit into it as well. Because obviously they, unless they just set, they, they like Wanderers, for example, can be part of the cities, but also part of a their own faction mm. with Kenothi. Because obviously, in theory, you wouldn't expect them to be part of the cities because obviously yeah, they're very, yeah. you know, from what we we're guessing, they're very bestial and feral and would be out in the woods as opposed to being in the city. Mm. But then yeah. maybe, mm. maybe they may be part of the ones in like Gyran, like with, um, yeah, like Ariel, okay. Ariel and like the living city mm. and stuff. Mm. I don't know. Don't know. We'll see. Mm. We'll find out. We shall. <laughs> <laughs> we shall indeed. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, at this point, it, it's still very early days. So uh, obviously, like I said, we're this is pure guesswork. Actually, maybe maybe they'd add uh, Azaheim <laughs> at some point. I don't know how they would do that, but um, maybe maybe not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, right, uh, I think that's the end of our little discussion topic, and yeah, the end of episode thirty three as well already. Yeah. It's been, I think it's been great fun. <laughs> to be honest, I think Chaos <laughs> it's Knights been a good one. It's been, it was great. <laughs> and obviously all the lovely news mm. that we've had. So, um, so yeah, so just a reminder, obviously competition will be up uh, probably, well, it will be up by the time you hear this uh, episode because I'm going to put it up later today. Um, and yeah, hope you've enjoyed the episode. Um, where can people find you on the internet, Cameron? You can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. However, I feel I said this last time, I should probably think about changing that to night with a K. At this point. <laughs> Be very appropriate after this episode. <laughs> yeah, it really would. Um, we'll, we'll see We'll see how my descent into madness continues over the rest of the year. Um, yeah. How about you, Matthew? Where can you be found? Uh, I am also on Twitter under that at ninjabadger 7 handle. Um, and talking to handles, you can find, obviously, the podcast on there at Realm and Ruin as well. It's where we spend most of our time uh, looking at news, showing mm. what we've been working on, often what we've yep. been buying, and retweeting stuff. So go check it out. And like I said, go check out our Discord as well. Please join. We've got some lovely people on there. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for the next episode because this will be post-Warhammer mm. World, so I'll be telling you of my games of aos and Warcry, so i'm really looking forward yep. to that yeah. and um and like i said like i said earlier if you you know want to give any feedback or anything or particularly if you want us to cover anything uh let us know uh, i mean to be fair we have sort of semi planned out the rest of this year when it comes <laughs> to the main law topics i i was yeah. uh, i was bored the other night you know and just, <laughs> yeah you, you know that's not gonna 
it's not going to stay. <laughs> no, no, exactly. So we, we've got, like I said, we've got our main topics for, out for the the uh, the rest of the year. But like you said, if something really lovely drops, like you know, battle mm. tomes and codexes or yeah, expansions we'll probably, that just will yeah, jump on we'll those. So yeah. yeah, but we've got a plan <laughs> if nothing changes. <laughs> so and also very exciting tonight, obviously, which was something we'll cover. Like I said next episode is whatever gets revealed at Gen Con tonight. So looking mm, forward to that. Yeah. When you, well, unfortunately, you'll be in bed, so it'll be something for you to yeah, <laughs> look forward when to I when wake you wake up. up. When yeah. I wake up, there'll be something beautiful to look at, I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm guessing something Primaris as well. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, we'll uh, end the show, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Mm. Ta-da. Ta-da.